What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the UJSports.com post-game overreaction show. I'm your host, Paul Meharry, joined, as always, by Ryan Bolsey. although last week he had decided to take a trip over to Lexington and left us stranded here. Uh, but he's back now, folks, so I know you were crying in the comments. Where's Roddy? Where's Roddy no back? Shit. So he's, you know, it makes the show. But no, 36-14 victory over Georgia Tech. There's a lot to dive into, a lot to overreact to on this game. Uh, Roddy, while I get this all tweeted out and everything like that, for those of the for those people that didn't get to watch with Jim Donnan, uh, how did he like the game? He did not like this game. I mean, he he expected Georgia to actually cover, you know, and Georgia was in the had the possibility there towards the end. You had the the giveaway by Carson Beck, but this was, I mean, what ten seven at the half? That's not what you wanted to, and it was just. Is the same frustration that he had last week, and the same frustration he's had in other games where Georgia just gets in Georgia's way. Now, give all the credit to Tech; they came out on that first drive and uh, ran some great plays. They did, you know, they attacked Georgia the best way you could. He made a great point. You know, Jim Cheney's over there helping them. You know, he's not calling the plays, but he know he coached on Kirby's uh, uh, team before. He knows what they like to do defensively. He knows the philosophy. He knows what his weaknesses are. They attacked the weaknesses, and they were able to move the ball first couple drives. First drive, you know, touchdown. Second drive was doing pretty good. Uh, but Georgia's defense bowed up and held them. Remember, there was one drop pass by uh, Georgia Tech on that second drive. The guy could still be running. So yeah, yeah. Georgia Tech got in their way, but Georgia got in its. At one point, we were um, maybe towards the end of the first half or maybe the beginning of the third quarter, Georgia had four penalties. Three of them were 15-yarders. Yeah. That's Georgia getting in Georgia's way. And even even when you're in the goal line or, you know, down the red zone, you get a five-yard false start that moves you back. So instead of a third and three, you're looking at third and eight. Georgia just kept shooting itself in the foot. You had some bad passes from uh, Stetson Bennett. You had some, uh, con- you know, miscommunications on RPO. Dylan Bell, you know, you're throwing to Dylan Bell. Where, Dylan's not even looking for the ball or a different play altogether. So, again, miscommunication, missed tackles. The first half was full of missed tackles. They got a lot better in the second half. But, again, Georgia's not playing like Georgia can. But Georgia's just so much more talented that, of course, you're going to have a Kendall Milton take one to the house. You're going to have a, a long um, run by Kenny McIntosh, you know, and, and then pulling Kenny nonstop. So, point being, Coach was happy to win, don't get me wrong, but he looks at it from a coaching standpoint. It's like – these are things – if the other team lines up and beats you, he gives them all the respect. But when you're beating yourself, he just wants to pull his hair out because it's like, why are we doing this? Why? You know, and I, I agree with him. I'm like, why Why are you still having these problems in game 12? But you're 12-0. Yeah. First time it's ever been done in school history, back-to-back undefeated seasons. Yeah. I mean, but we're it, still going to take it to death. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course. That's, that's what we're here for. Uh, guys, if you're new to the show, we love getting you on. So how you can get onto the show, you ask? You click the comment. And uh, click the description there. Click the little link, puts you into our waiting room, and you can come on the show with us. So we have regulars that come on the show all the time. But we also, the way they became regulars was they did it for the first time and jumped on with us, guys. I promise we don't bite. Uh, Roddy does, but not hard. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll take good care of you. Get on here with Only us. Only after a few drinks. Yeah. So, you know, get on here early before Roddy starts pounding that, uh, that ASW over there. The guys, also... Also, we want to know where you're watching from, so put that in the comments. And if you have any comments you don't want to get on the show, but you have some comments, put them over there, and we will make sure to get those up on the screen. 
Uh, to get us started, you you clicked it perfectly. Brett, a uh, big uh, family part of the show right there. He says, I'll get us started. If we F around in the first half next week like we did this week, we get beat. Uh, it, it, it wasn't pretty. I mean, and I, I've got to wonder, I really have to wonder if maybe Stetson's hurt. You know, it, it, that whole right arm thing. You know, it, we made it a, a cool joke or whatever, a meme on, on Twitter with that girl rubbing the, the icy hot or whatever have you on his arm a few weeks back. But it just seems like every time he's on the sidelines now is he's moving that arm. He's trying to get it going. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying that, but it's just it's concerning. His arm is definitely concerning because they didn't the offense doesn't look like it has in, in previous weeks. You know, I- you look, if he was hurt, some of those throws he had today, and there was a bullet. That one to Kenny McIntosh down the sideline that, right. was legitimate. The one he fired into Marcus Roseby, Jack Saint, you know, uh, he had – I mean, he's fine. I, I get why people say that. But then, you know, he had a crossing pattern on third down and threw it behind the guy. So, But yep. like, that's Stetson Bennett. That's always been Stetson Bennett. He's – people want to complain about his accuracy. Well, I mean, he's his completion percentage is usually – amongst the highest in the uh, conference, you know, some of the highest in the nation. Uh, at one point in this game, though, he's at sitting at 50%. He, you know, got better. But uh, he has games where it's just not great, you know. Uh, I'm not trying to defend him. I'm not trying to pick on him. I'm just saying that there are times when throwing behind a guy on a uh, uh, slant is not un- unusual for him. No. Yeah, we, we Most say of the time, though, it's dead on. Three or four plays a game. Three or four plays a game. Kirby said it, and I've been repeating it ad nauseum for you people who have been with us 12 times. I've done uh, 10 shows. This will be the 11th. Kirby Kirby said it. Stetson has three or four boneheaded plays a game. And by boneheaded, I don't mean it's just a dumb decision. It's just it's a bad pass or a pass into coverage or something that you just don't like. But here's the thing. Everybody has those. C.J. Stroud has those. Caleb Williams has those. D.J. Ungalalele apparently has a few, you know. JT Daniels had a few, but because there's this contingent, they want to say he's not the best quarterback, which is fine. Every time they do it, they're like, see? And I get it. You know, he does have that issue. But also when he tucked the ball and ran a couple times, you know, those were big pickups. You know, he made good decisions. And that's the thing. You you can see the pass go and whether it's complete or not. But what you don't see is the decision he makes. And if you talk to any of the coaches around it, they're like, this guy makes the right decisions. Or Kirby pulls to the side, hey, run the ball, quit throwing it. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's fix that a bit. So uh but to me, the, the biggest issue in the first half was where were your don't don't make penalties and make some tackles. Keely got shook out of his shoes. Uh huh? Keely got completely just shook out of his shoes in that one play. Yeah, and burned on multiple plays. I mean, are we gonna yeah. have the same uh, conversations about him, you know, and he has three or four boneheaded plays a game. He, but does. he also knocks he down does. passes. Yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of the same. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Matthew Cotton giving us the two pound from over there on the other side of the lake says, "Go dogs and kick kick some tiger tail next weekend." That's exactly what's up on the up on the docket. Is that Aaron Moore watching from Kent, Washington? Jack White from uh, Denver, Colorado. Chris Daniel also from Denver, Colorado. What's the chances of that back to back? Denver, Colorado folks. Aaron Moore says, uh, weak opponent and focus on next week, question mark? That's what it seemed like to start the game. It seemed like a little turkey Thanksgiving hangover, if you will, Roddy. Uh, and they weren't expecting Georgia Tech to come out and, you know, hit them in the mouth like they did. First drive, touchdown. 
Boom. Yeah, I think it was 11 dry, 11 plays, 75 yards, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, 11 plays, 75 yards. Come out hey, and punch good, in the good, mouth. Yeah, good scheme and great execution. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I hate to be the person they came out flat. Well, what To what do you equate that? You know, what is flat? Well, to me, it looked exactly the way Georgia came out. <laughs> they were asleep, <laughs> man. Offense and defense. Then Georgia gets the ball, they go three and out. Come on. Yeah. This is just – uh, the, the runs weren't as crisp, the blocks weren't as tough, the, the tackles were bad, the pursuit was weak, uh, so many guys getting juked out of their jock, you know, make, taking bad angles, hitting a guy and just sliding off of him. What did Kirby say before the Kentucky game? He was doing practice. They were working on tackling drills. Week 11, they're working on tackling drills because they know that Chris Rodriguez is just a monster to bring down. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is the time of year guys don't want to tackle anymore. They're tired of it. They're banged up. They're hurt. You saw him grabbing guys around the shoulders, and all of a sudden, you know, a little pipsqueak Georgia Tech running back is carrying three guys five yards. I mean, a lot of yeah. their runs did fantastic. Now, when Georgia had numbers, Georgia's defense is good. When Georgia gets them behind, the sticks are good. But if the team is looking at second and three, you know, third and one, Georgia doesn't stop that, and they haven't all year. I mean, it's a great defense from a scoring standpoint, but this this team, this defense needs to have the team behind the sticks so they they a lot better knowing what's coming. There's, there's issues in the secondary. Like you said, Ringo got burned. No, Malachi got burned. Uh, Javon Bullard got burned badly yeah, multiple yeah. times. Uh, Kamari Lasser seemed to have a good game, but I'm sure we can go back and find it. Well, he, he gave up a touchdown. Kamari Lasser only got ran to the outside, the, the first touchdown. Where was Kamari Lasser looking? I mean, he had his head turned uh, east and west, and the guy was coming north and south, just ran right around the outside of him. Uh, so that there, now there's the team has warts, but the team's also 12 and 0. And those warts can't, you got to fix those warts by next week because a lot of the plays that Georgia Tech ran successfully, LSU will run successfully. Yes. And but I mean, with much better athletes. I was going to say that. Yeah. They, they've got much better guys to uh, do this with. And again, you saw kind of the drives in the first half. Georgia didn't have a ton. So you had two, only two in the first quarter, and then three in the second quarter. Uh, and, didn't look good. That first half was not what you wanted to be. I, I said Kirby was going to sacrifice something at halftime to get this team back on track. Obviously, he did uh, for them to come back and, you know, almost cover the spread had they not given up that touchdown there late at the end and maybe scored again. Uh, you know, we got to see uh, Beck in there as well. So we'll talk about that. You know, he although he fumbled. Uh, but, you know, anyways, there's a lot to talk about. Hey, uh, Andy Stowe, one of the guys that comes on the show all the time, says, hey, guys, have a good show. Wanted to hop on today, but I finally caught COVID. Uh, my throat's sore, so I'm just going to watch. I do have a question, though. Why doesn't the dogs just turn it on and go? When they turn it on, they are hard to stop. I, I kept saying it while I was watching the game. I was like, NASCAR, NASCAR, go fast right here. And they just weren't they weren't doing it for some reason. They let the other team put in different adjustments. They constantly do that. I mean, if there's one thing Coach Donovan was yelling at throughout the watch-along show, it was, let's go fast here. Let's go fast here. Uh, they, they play looser. Then when they're trying to set up stuff, and I don't, to me it feels like they're trying to get too cute. You've got better players. Feed nineteen, feed six, and just keep going it. Do back and forth. You know, go to eighty four, go to one when you have to. But it's like, uh, okay, we're gonna. Uh, you saw Kenny McIntosh pick up a, what is a forty five yard run? Yeah, it was pretty back, long. I'll look it up. Uh, Eleven minutes in the in the first quarter, then doesn't touch it again for the second half. Did, yeah, did he forty five yard? Yeah, did he die? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get it. But 
they let Kenny, uh, they let Dejan Edwards run it like six times in a row after that. Yeah, hard yeah. hard running between the tackles with your smallest tailback. But he averaged seven point eight a carry overall. Rushing today was not the issue. Forty one attempts, yeah. two hundred seventy yards, six point six a carry. Uh, let's bring on Kurt here. Kurt, what's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Um, Doing all right. I, I didn't think I'd be first. Uh, this is yeah, a, man. You're first. Long time. Everybody first. else is watching the Alabama game, Kurt. What's yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you you caught me. You caught me. But no, I was. Uh, I don't know. You know, I was kind of expecting something like this. You know, starting slow and and then kind of getting it on. So I'm just honestly, you know, I'm thinking back to middle school me, where you know you're thankful to get a win against a Florida or a Tennessee or something, and to go undefeated in two back to back seasons, man. I mean, that's just. That's awesome. So trying not to lose sight of that, but um, what I got a question for y'all. Um, I know this has kind of been talked about before, but can you guys name any defensive back in the country that can consistently guard like a six, seven two seventy Darnell Washington in the red zone? No, I just, no, there's, there's not a, there's not one. <laughs> I, I don't, when we struggle so much in the red zone, I just, I don't know what it is while we're not throwing to him. Unless it's there's something be, in practice where he's just not not bringing them down in practice or something, but it still kind of kind of boggles my mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had the red zone woes big time today, and then I saw it was on TV. Week. I don't know, I you know, I, well, not just yeah, not just today. It's been you know past few weeks at least. Uh, but I saw today, I think it was a third down or fourth down play where Stetson was on the sidelines. They gave him the call, and he had to stand there for a second. And was like, "What is it again?" And then they did that weird bootleg where he kept it and tried to get in the end zone, didn't, and then they threw it to Brock for the fourth down touchdown pass. Yeah. But it was one of those plays where I, I told my stepdad, he's a Tech fan, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, "They don't know Stetson. They've never run this play before. I guarantee you." Because he looked at it, he was like, "What are we doing?" Oh, okay, yeah, I guess. Well, and then he like came back. Though. He came back to the coach and asked him again what it was, and they ran some weird ass play, and you were like. There it is. But right before the ball was snapped, the entire tech defense stemmed to the right, exactly yeah. where he was going. Yeah. Coach Darwin called it before it happened. He goes, okay, uh, Stetson's keeping it here. So he saw what was coming. They saw what was coming. And he ran right into the teeth. There was uh, an, under, an unblocked defender there. Whereas if he'd give it to Dejon Edwards, Dejon ran, ran around to the right, you know, the defense right. is left, and there was nobody there. I mean, they knew – right off the bat where the hell that was going. And he still almost scored. Technically he did, but they, they didn't hold up. But I'm with you, uh, Kurt. They, I just – it felt weird, man. It felt really weird to me to get to get in the red zone over and over again. And how many of these plays have they gotten in the red zone and they haven't even tried going to him? Now, Yeah. to me, when you have number 19 out there, I could understand if you're not throwing to Darnell Washington because you keep trying 19, which they did on that fourth down. Yeah. You know, I'm glad they went for it, and he got it. Great catch there. I yeah. mean, oh gosh, yeah. The grass is. Did that? Did that not hit the ground? Did that not hit? It the did. Ground? It hit yeah. the ground. But yeah. if, it, if it, the ground moves it, then it's not a catch. But I, I mean, know. it was like touching the top of the. And by this time, I don't know if folks realize this. There's not a whole lot of grass out there. It's maybe that big, oh, really? and it's spray painted. You know, it, oh, that's, that green is color. Yeah, you know, they paint the whole field. But here's the thing: uh, on all those plays, I'm with Kurtz. Like nobody can guard him. You ran that fade with uh, Marcus Rosemi, Jack Saints on first down. Now all of a sudden it's second and ten because he didn't make the catch. You, then you get the five yards back you up. You know, with a penalty. Yeah. I'm like, George is getting in George's way. So I'm with you there. 
Georgia didn't execute and just some of the not the play calls, but the personnel calls. I'm with Kurt 100. I'm like, damn, just try Darnell Washington, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm not a coach. I didn't play football in high school, so I'm sure there's something that I'm missing. But I just it just you figure that this far into the season we would have, have targeted him a little bit more. Than we have. You know what's going to be really upsetting, Kurt, is when because you'll talk to folks who are like, well, maybe they're just saving these Darnell plays for the SEC championship game, or maybe the college, you know, like they're saving these plays, right? They don't want to show these plays yet. You know, what's going to be super, you know, disconcerting is when you get all the way to the end and these plays are never run for Darnell and you're like, well, so these plays were just never there is what it happened. Where's the two tailbacks? Yeah. You know, you keep telling yourself every week, right? That's how you get, that's how you come out. That's how you, you, you know, get over it. All right, well, maybe they're saving those red zone targets for Darnell. But if we don't see him next weekend, then, I mean, hell, I don't know what you're saving them for. You know, yeah. it's it's time to put them out there on the field. Yeah. I, 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 I think you bring up a, a good question that I've always had because I, I always hear every single year, oh, you know, at the beginning of the year, it's like, well, you know, we didn't really – we had a vanilla play calling, you know, because we were trying to not open up the playbook until we play this team or that team or we're trying to save it for another time. I – I don't know how much I buy into that. I I kind of imagine that at this love point, saying that you've put most of what you're going to be doing on film, and and we've got the talent to execute. Um, I don't know. You might see a play like we did today, where it was that, like I said, that I'm referring back to that Stetson kind of rollout on third down, where we haven't really seen that this year too much. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, every one of these plays we've seen multiple times by by this point. There's nothing. Can you think of something, Roddy, back maybe like previous going back to history wise that there was a play that we saw late in the season SEC championship game or later where we just were like completely surprised that that was a play that we hadn't seen throughout the whole year or a guy that got involved that heavily? Like, I, that's what I'm trying to get at. Are we going to is there is there a world where we can see Darnell Washington get seven receptions in a game? That that I don't think that world exists because that's I mean, what I'm saying. Like, the, you know, gotten away from throwing it. I mean past few weeks, how many touches has uh, Brock Bowers had? I mean, they had to give it to him on the first play of the game just because guy had had hardly any catches or had any touches. Uh, Kenny McIntosh, they got away from throwing to him. Remember for the first three or four games, Kurt, he was the team's leading receiver. And then they just, hey, we're going to stop. That works too well. We're going to stop throwing to him. Uh, Then, of course, you know, he catches that one down the sideline, almost scores. Gets a horse collar, you know, they're able to punch it in. Like, why, Why do you get away from what works so well? But the idea of holding stuff back, I, I just don't see that. I don't, I don't agree with it too much. Besides, if you hold it back, that means you haven't run it a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> but we did see today, Coach pointed this out, this was like the first time Georgia was stuck, like first time in a long time where they were actually stuck on like their own two, three-yard line. Yeah. And they came out in the dual wing set and punched it forward, you know. And, okay, that's something new, but that's not something you're trying to freak out about when you're, uh, you know, breaking down film for those guys. But Right. Um, that was just a, 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 I don't say vanilla game, but to me, when you're trying to call stuff and the, the execution is not there, I'm not, I, mean, I don't want to bang on Todd Munkin, but I'm like, well, if I call this play and you don't run it right, I don't know that the play didn't work or you didn't work. Right. Should I call it again? Right. So that's why I freak out. I'm like, I don't, I don't how do you, people always say, well, what do you think about the coaches? I'm like, I don't, I don't know what they called or if what they called worked. Right. You know, right. Yeah. And, and I mean, if it, know, if it didn't work because of a stupid play call, bad personnel in there or the people that did it just blew it up, you know? Yeah. 
exactly. And to his credit, I mean, we had, you know, we turned it on in the second half. And, and I'm yeah. glad we did. Um, glad to see Milton, you know, breaking some big runs again. It's good to see him back and uh, having a, a lot more of those kind of explosive plays that we're used to seeing with the, the Sonys and the Chubbs and the girlies, you know. <laughs> that was very much a that was very much a Nick Chubb type run right there for sure. Just get through the hole and, and go uh, for that touchdown. Yeah, he feels like feast or famine. Oh, he's a hundred percent feast or famine. That's that's his that's his game. Yeah, if he's if he's hot, the one that gave it to him and is like, come on, man, you gotta bang it up in there. And then <laughs> later in the game, he takes one to the house. I'm like, I, so here's the thing. I'll ask both of you if you are you know Todd Munkin and you have your choice of tailbacks in there. Do you want? I mean, he's got that capability. But he also has the capability of just kind of uh, shuffling up to the line and getting tackled, you know, for no gain. Uh, Dejon Edwards, like you said, I mean, seven yards of carry. Well, hell, just be Dejon nonstop. But then you got Kenny McIntosh doing what he's doing. Yeah, there's some guys are consistent, some guys are inconsistent. Who the hell do you give the ball to? Right now, for me, Kenny Mack. But go ahead, Kurt. No, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think Kenny Mack. I think. Milton's gotten better as the season goes on. I feel like sometimes his vision is a little lacking, but like I say, he's, he's improved a lot. And I think I don't want to, you know, I don't want to discount him for, you know, when he was injured and kind of nursing that injury there too. Um, but I think Kenny Mack has been the most consistent and at times the most physical too. I mean, he, his yards after contact, I don't know what his number is, but it's gotta be up there. I mean, he's, he runs really well. I like the way that he plays and he's a threat in the uh, passing game too. Yes. Um, more so than the other two. Yes. So uh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see yeah, Kendall Milton as your senior tailback next year. Yeah. Taking yeah. over Kenny yeah. McIntosh's spot. Can For he sure. be healthy and be that guy? Or you're gonna is it you know, is it the Dejon Edwards show, you know? Is yeah. it, or is it transfer or is it a transfer running back? Yeah. Uh or is it just the same show? Yeah, mm. could be. Well, hey, I, I uh I don't want to take too much time from uh some other folks, but uh last thing I'll say before I go, uh, I live in Baton Rouge. And uh, oh, I, uh, I've been I've probably watching as many LSU games this year as I have uh, Georgia games. And uh, I think uh, LSU has gotten much better as the season goes on, but I expect the dogs to win pretty big next week. So nice. How about them? Go dogs. Nice. Thank you all so there much. You go, I really yeah, appreciate, it. appreciate you joining yeah. in. What a, what a good caller there. I like him. I'm, I'm, I'm going to celebrate with a little bustle town vodka here. So. While you do that, I will bring on uh, Zach F. and introduce him. Zach, what's going on, man? Can you hear us? Hey, man. Yeah, how you guys doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Where, where are you watching the game from today? Where would you watch it at? In, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Jacksonville. Oh. Okay, okay. I was just hey, talking about the gallery and tell me how good it is. All right, we'll do. We'll do. We'll do. Well, I, you know, I'm, I know this is the overreaction show, so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic that we are 12-0, and 0, I mean, undefeated back-to-back -back seasons. But I'll just admit, I'm, I'm concerned uh, uh, about that first half effort. I mean, to me, it's like two weeks in a row just seemed like we were sleepwalking the first half. Um, and to me, when you start to develop some bad habits, I just don't know if you can just turn the, you know, turn the light switch on when you get in big games. I just don't think that's the way we want to we want to play. We want to be able to put teams away and, and bring our A game. And, and like Kirby says, play to the standard, not play yeah, to like the team. That. And uh, so that that that's kind of concerning to me. The other thing that seems concerning is I think that teams are starting to attack us on the edge. Like I noticed that, uh, you know, this first half, the offensive coordinator for Tech, I thought did a great job, similar to what we saw against Kent State, 
where they put those three receivers out to one side and throw that screen out there. And we've not been able to, to, to stop that play all year long. Uh, so if I'm scheming against us, you know, that concerns me. And then uh, on the defensive side, on the, on the offensive side of the ball, maybe, maybe Munkin and the crew were just going vanilla, but I mean, it's just like run, run, pass, run, run, pass. I, I just, I don't know. I just think we have so many weapons and to me, we just don't utilize, like you've been saying, Roddy, when are we going to go to big O? I mean, the guy's six seven two seventy, 270, and we, <laughs> he gets one target the whole game? I just yeah, – well, To be fair, as people point out in the comments, Stetson overthrows him every time he throws to him. Yeah, I just – you know, I'm <laughs> – I think he thinks I, he's seven six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, and I, mean, I mean, I'm encouraged by the running game. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, just like against Kentucky last week and this week, when we decide we want to run the ball, notwithstanding when we get within the – two or three yard line that's another matter but you know everywhere else when we decide we want to run the ball we can run the ball I mean no one can stop us but again I, I think it's going to take more than that we've got to begin to you know Lad McConkey, Kiaris Jackson I mean we've got receivers I just don't understand why we're not opening this offense up I just you know I did see AD got in the game I saw him yeah. once or twice, so I'm hoping like maybe – Like a fake look. Yeah, something so he, like yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought no, him out there no. to try to trick them into – the idea is he comes onto the field. They're like, oh, wait, we didn't scout that guy. So you hope to get them confused and running over to try to catch him, and then you try to get them to jump offside. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was told he wasn't going to play, and he didn't. But if, if they got them to jump offsides, then that would have been great. But Right. Right, he right, right. Quite ready, but he was a good distraction. You know, that's a good yeah. It's neat yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, a lot of missed tackles today as well. I mean, I just, you know, the, the good thing is, hey, we, we blew out Tech, but I think you know Kirby and the crew have got a lot of film that they can utilize to say, hey, guys, we have not arrived. Yeah. Our last two games, glad we got W's, but they were not our best effort. So hopefully, that'll give us some incentive to, uh, you know, come out on all cylinders next week against LSU. And I'll, I'll be there, so I'm looking forward to the game. But we got to, you know, I want to see us trending, playing our best, and the last two weeks have not left me with that. So I'm just a, a bit concerned in that regard. No, I think I think you you hit the nail on the head with every talking point you just talked I'm about. I'm going to leave Zach uh, to do my job. He nailed it yeah. better than I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think you really, you really just hit the nail on the head. The, the last two games are very concerning. The offense looks completely different than what we – you know, became accustomed to early on in the season with Stetson throwing for 300 passing yards. Right. We haven't seen that, you know. It sets and we were complaining about the lack of run game. Yeah. Right. And now, yeah. and now you've got the exact opposite where the run game is churning, man. Like, you, you get K-Mac the ball. Like I said, Edwards averaged 7.8 today. Ken, Kenny, uh, Kenny looked good. Kendall Milton had the long touchdown run. You can get it to any of those guys right now, and, and it's working out. But – but now you've become one-dimensional in the run game, so you've got exactly. to you've got to be able to to you know 50-50 that. And Georgia exactly. hasn't been able to 50-50 that all year. It's either been yep. a huge passing attack, or now it's been this rushing attack. So I think that's what's got folks a little frustrated. Is hey, we can do both of these things really well. We've seen both these things done really well, but we haven't seen both of them done really well in the same game. But yeah, let's, yeah. Let's let's give the coaches a little uh, credit here, though. If you have a team that can't stop the run. Don't throw it. If you have yeah. a team that can be through the air, throw it. And if you have to go 80-20, fine. Because remember, all they're concerned about is getting the W. You know? Yeah. So it's like if – and here's the thing. If they can go back and forth against uh, Mississippi State and you throw for 300 yards, great. And then if you have to run for 300 against Kentucky, that is a luxury teams do not have. 
Not yeah, I agree. So if you've got that ability, great. To me, the biggest concerns are why the hell are you jumping on the pile? Warren McClendon, a guy who's played, you know. Yeah, that's so uncharacteristic of him. Years, I mean, now. yeah, uh, it's uncharacteristic of him, but I don't know. Yeah. The penalty. The face, uh, yeah. face mask on a, on a stiff arm. You know, it's yeah. just like uh, passing. Although that, that should have been offsetting, though, because that, that was should've... also a horse yeah. collar. should have been yeah. offsetting. Yeah. The rest today. <laughs> Now, we have BK UGA. He's waiting in the, in the wings here. We'll bring him on in a minute. But I ask you, Zach, and BK, how many times was that a touchdown? That, oh, that's not a touchdown. Oh, yeah. St- <laughs> well, the, the second one with Stetson was definitely a tor- touchdown. I mean, that one, it, it was a touchdown. I'm like, oh. I thought that, was a, t- geez, I thought that so. was a touchdown more than the Brock. I really thought the I did Brock too. was incomplete pass. I thought the Brock was incomplete, too. Because you could I see it the on the ground. Was... You saw it. Yep. That ball, that ball was yep. hey, Arian still scored. Down, it came back up. Yep. I'm talking. Yep. Arian Smith yep. scored it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you definitely. think Aaron Smith scored? I've seen Aaron Smith. His foot hit before his knee did. I agree. I agree. The, the on, on the other leg, his other leg was in. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I mean, if part of he's out, it doesn't matter. But his foot was touching the ground before yep. his knee did. So that's a score. You lose four points there. You yep. know, and then you have the the, uh, the quarterback. He's, oh, he's not in. Didn't they? They almost lost the ball after that. And then he had to go for it on fourth down to get the uh, touchdown. Yep. I'm like, if they fumbled or had something happen there and it goes back the other way. Holy shit. The point being, it's just, um, yeah, don't have the penalties. Georgia winds up even in turnovers, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since you've actually, that's been a long time. That was a positive. That was a positive. My last take will be this. I know, I know, I know y'all got to get somebody else on. I'm also concerned. We got to get some pass rush, man. That's the other thing I'm concerned about. I mean, we are missing Nolan out. I'm not going to call out any players names because that, I just don't do that, but there's a particular defensive end that's playing a whole lot that leaves a lot to be desired, fellas. I'm just going to be honest with you. I mean, we we got to get we got to get we got to get some pressure. I mean, I, I see when what's keeping Michael from playing, Michael and Bill from kind of being your guys there in the rotation at this point. You know, I I, I don't know. I'm concerned about our pass rush as well. I mean, we've got to get we got to get more. The best the pass rush looked was when you had those uh, three true freshmen get sacks back to back to back. You had Bayer get credit for the sack right. on that uh, on that play, and then you had Marvin Jones Jr. get the sack, and then you had Mike yeah. get the sack. That was the best time the pressure looked all game, and it was freshmen in there. Yeah, but those on those plays that again, I'm always sounding like the contrarian, uh, but I've asked about that, and they're like, "Look, on our third down packages, you know, those guys don't have to worry about the run." Yep. So they're pinning their ears back and going. And again, that's what I was saying about this defense. When the defense is has the offense behind the chains, you know it's more than likely going to be a pass, and you can play that way. Taking yeah. that variation out, you know, when it's second two, you don't know what the hell they're going to do. Yeah, and yeah. They're caught analyzing. They're caught with bad uh, eye discipline. They're caught trying to you know come up with something. So uh, that's the towards the end of the game. It's like okay, we got this. Yeah, We're not yeah. worried about it. And you can just pin your ears back and go. But to your point. Uh, when you lose Nolan Smith and you go more to Robert Beal, although Beal had some pretty good plays, we called his name. Yeah, out. yeah, I like Beal. Chaz Chambliss. Had some I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah, Chaz has got some issues, guys. I'm just going uh, to be really think, honest if, with you. If uh, Michael, they, remember they started Michael Williams at the beginning of the season. So if yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Why is he not starting now? Well, it's I mean, kind I'm, of different positions. Sure they, you, know, but I, you know, I'm like, I like him on the field, but I do too. Uh, and I think, I mean, you not having uh, Dan Jackson back there. I mean, he's not the fastest guy, but Dan knows football and he analyzes plays really well. So 
Uh, and not having William Poole out there hurts. You've lost yeah, some great yeah. players this year, you know. And so, Chad, you know, and, but and the Chad, biggest loss to me right now is not A.D. Mitchell. It's Nolan Smith. It's Nolan Smith. And I mean, it, Chaz plays hard. He's a damn good dog. But it's kind of like, you know, that old Sesame, two of these things don't belong together. I mean, you can <laughs> just see yeah. there's a drop off there. I mean, it's huge. I mean, you just see it. I mean, yeah. you can see it. So, you know, the one thing that gives me some confidence is that I think next week against LSU, I think Kirby and them are going to come and show the quarterback there at LSU. I can't remember some things he hasn't Jane, seen. Jane yep, Jane. Yep. He's going to see some stuff he hasn't seen. I know he can move around with his legs. I don't see him being able to pick our our, our defense apart with his arm, and I think we're going to throw some really exotic stuff at him. I'm concerned about their receiver, Butte, though. I'll be honest with you. That guy, if he gets, if he, if he comes with his A game, he could – Here's a question. Zach, Zach, before you go, who who you want manning up, Butte? You want uh, you want Lass oh, or you man. want Ringo? That's a tough call. Uh, you got to give me I one. Don't know what's DC. Go- I, I, I put Ringo on him, but I'm concerned about R- Ringo. Again, he'll make a, a spectacular play, and then again, he gets beat. I'll just be honest. He, I mean, and all DBs get beat. I mean, hey, we, we play, we play, you know, man coverage. Kirby says, hey, that, that's my defense. Guys are going to get beat from time to time. What concerns me more about Ringo, though, is missed tackles. You know, he keeps the guy in front of him in that Tennessee game, and then we saw it again this week. He just whiffs on guys sometimes. And, you know, that those plays can turn into having a national championship game last year. You know, well, he'll whiff on a guy, and that, you know, what should be a seven, eight-yard completion turns into 30, 40, 50 yards. So he's got to come up and make sure he makes those tackles. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I know I won't cover Butte. Who? Who? A sniper with a 50 caliber, man. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I want somebody with a I want somebody with glass on him, man. That kid yeah. is a monster, you know. And hey, who who's gonna block who's gonna block Perkins? You know, keep a tight end in for that. Uh, well, that's yeah. we, we might not see anything go to Darnell Washington. That might I'll tell you what though. I, I I've got I've got confidence in, in our left tackle. He played wonderful against Anderson last year in the national championship game in that second half. I, I'll take that matchup. I, yeah, but he, I, he, he doesn't have to line up on the left. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take McClendon, too. I, listen, I, I'm, I'm confident in my two tabs with McClendon. And, and, yeah, and right. I, I mean, those guys have seen the best. I mean, they, 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 they saw Aiden Hutchinson and Ajabo, Michigan, handled them. You know, Anderson last year, again, it, they, they'll have to show me, put it like that. Perkins yeah. will have to show me against our, our, our tackles. Yeah, we heard Ajabo, we heard Will Anderson, we heard Hutchinson, we heard all those guys. And who whipped their ass but Jamari Sawyer? Yep. And how's he doing yep. in the NFL? Balling in the NFL, by the way. <laughs> he's a ball. Yeah, and, and, and we picked in the Falcons picked Justin Schaefer. He's not even on the damn practice squad before Sawyer. And I'm just like, man. Y'all killing yeah. uh, no, yeah. no, don't yeah. ask, don't ask anybody that's covered the team. You know, we don't know. We don't know anything. Yeah. Cali yeah, Vision yeah. says uh, Stetson needs a damn haircut every week. He needs to turn this to Quavius every week. Quavius. Yeah, I man. agree. Notice he needs to go to Quavius. Longer the teams played shittier. Yeah, exactly. He needs a haircut before the SC championship. There we go. They were like, I agree. Grew I agree. Kentucky grew out work Mississippi State. Yep. Just the longer it gets, the worse his play is. Gotta yep. have a gotta have the yep. new haircut before LSU. Have to. I want to see this go to Kiaris Jackson some too. I'm telling you. I mean, the guy can make plays. You know, I remember when when Stetson first came back after JT Daniels. It was, it was like uh, his guy was Kiaris, and that seems yeah. to have gone away. But Kiaris is healthy. Uh, he's experienced. I really would like to see Kiaris get more involved. So we'll see. Put him in the slot, but I would let him be that Z. 
Yep, I would too. I, I agree. Z and I just uh, I, yeah. I'd put him at the X. I don't care. I think Kier yep. can do it. He's not the biggest guy. But, oh yeah. I agree. I agree. Yep. I mean, I agree. Gonna... Absolutely. All right. Well, Zach. thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. Go hey, dogs. Zach, you got to call in every week now. Yeah, you got to call in next week. We'll do. We'll do. Go dogs. All right, man. See, see you, brother. All right. Bye bye. We got uh, BKUGA here. Let me go ahead and get him added on. BK, what's going on, man? How you doing, fellas? Doing all right, man. How was your turkey day? Uh, it was uh, phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Smoked some uh, turkey with a little dry run for a few days before, then smoked nice. some ham. And, nice. Uh, leftovers, oh, of course. Uh, yeah, I think I leftovers, of course, are uh, better than the original anyway. Of course. Uh, have enjoyed a really a holiday full of football. We had three TVs out for this for those 12 noon games. And, of course, yeah. the most important game was on the largest TV. And uh, so – I I peeked into the event during the uh, oh, you uh, first first quarter, and it was exactly kind of what I felt like it would be. Um, yeah. and, and happy then, bunch uh, of folks, man. Oh man, I tell you, that's the greatest place to go during a Georgia game. Um, oh yeah. However, and I know it makes me sound old, but for those of us that remember many other years. I really have – I went into every game this year and was never, like, concerned. And the Munson in me really never came out. Um, I'm not really talking much about, like, a back-to-back or repeat or anything like that. I said, look, from, I've now seen it with my own eyes. Last time it happened, um, I was born a few months after. Um, so – and uh, we were – my son, me and my son were able to be in Indianapolis for that. So it was just a I – I said, look, this is all gravy. Well, then, as the season has progressed – it's like, man, 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 this could this could happen again. But at the, at the same time, I've just had this mentality that, yeah, we're gonna win. Yeah, we're gonna win. And I think to a degree at the start of this game, uh, Georgia players stepped on the field like, yeah, we're gonna win. And um, some of the execution was a little off, maybe. Um, they're human beings and they're, I mean, doing a lot more at their age than I did. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to ever be one to call <laughs> yeah. them out really much anyway. Yeah. Um, but the, what I'm just massively impressed is, is these one, these first and second year players. I mean, yeah. the, the insanity that we've got all these players gone. And then you see, you know, uh, just one after another. I mean, this, uh, Dumas Johnson, BK. Oh. You saw that when he put his helmet on the ball, knocked the ball out, got a fumble recovery. This guy's up for the Buckus Award. It's his first year playing significant snaps at the middle linebacker. He's a sophomore. He's replacing a Buckus Award winner. Well, in the interview, y'all I mean, you make the, the list, which is fantastic, but and Small Minded was everywhere today. The interview y'all put up earlier in the week that where what do they call him old man that's not exactly what they call pops, him pop. yeah pops yeah yeah i mean never satisfied with his play hey look i haven't done the job i, I need to be better and you're like this dude's a, a sophomore i mean imagine what that dude's gonna be next year i mean because of what he is and then like uh some smile i have watched him as long as y'all been posting videos of that kid and so i have uh I mean, he, he's just an energizer bunny. But then, listen, how about Lassiter? 
Yeah. I mean, good night. And then with Keeley today. The sophomore? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And then how about Keeley with all the talk of, oh, crap. Oh, he missed one. Oh, crap. He was maybe a little more physical than he should be. But then I, I was telling my, our family was watching. I said, I can't wait for the third and fourth quarter because that dude's going to do something. If he has a game where he makes any mistake, and I don't know that it's as many as we want to necessarily point out. Sometimes he's just physical, and I don't know that Kirby's going to be on his tail for being physical if some calls are going to happen. Um, today, I, I guess, I mean, whoever paid those refs today, good well, good for them. They were horrible. Yeah, I mean, get was, your money back, man. That was awful. Yeah, that was a rough crowd. That was a rough crowd. I mean, horrible. It, it, you just assume, well, it's definitely going against Georgia again. And then – the, the maturity of this very young team is all right. Next play, all right. Next play, and look, the it was the offense perfect today. No, as it seemed like it takes us a while to get going. Maybe sure, it's valid. It's all valid, and I, yes, I don't understand why six wasn't carrying the ball the whole game, but then he makes a you know a huge a reception, and you're like, yeah, well, yeah. And at no point, and I would dare say, if you're a Munson in there and well you got a lot of Munson fans you know watching her on the board at no point I'm just like you know what we're gonna figure this out we'll figure it out uh, and as but a Georgia see, fan that's not the thing it's the fear that what if they don't later they you know will. it's not I don't think anybody was worried about losing a tech today they're just like man if if we have this game against LSU or against Michigan or against Ohio State or hell anybody a good team is going to beat us in that now, and that's kind of the way a lot of people felt. Remember how everybody was picking Tennessee to beat Georgia? You know, and what happened? Lackluster games. And what happened? I think that. I mean, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm just saying that's why I think a lot of people. I don't think anybody's worried about this game, but they're like, "What are we doing?" Oh, I get it. I, I get it. The, the, and, uh, and look, I, I can you imagine what it's going to be like when four quarters come together? You can forget it. It doesn't matter who the you put on whatever color jersey you want to put on. If you saw, and I mean, I know y'all probably didn't see much of that Ohio State-Michigan game. I'm going to be straight, straight with you. They were giving Michigan quarterback all this love for making a few passes over 45 yards. I, that is one, neither one of those, the whole time I'm watching the game, I'm like, yeah, Georgia will kill either one of y'all. Yes, physicality. <laughs> Physicality-wise, Michigan is something. I, I'm going to give them some credit. But then again, like you were just saying, we've heard all that before. I mean, yeah. oh, uh, what what they came out in the uh, the game last year in the playoffs, you know, basically just kind of putting Georgia down. And what happened? Well, I, I don't know that we can hold them. What was it, a seven point or zero last year? They may get ten points, but I think we can put up forty on them. And I I guess my biggest concern during the year was maybe Ohio State. They've looked like crap the last several games against teams they shouldn't leave look like crap to. I don't think. But so I just I don't know. I, they're the only team, like Omari says here, Omari Carmichael, a uh, big part of the fam here, says the uh, only team I was worried about is Ohio State, and they lost. Me too. That was the only team. And, that, and that's the, the that's same the last that, year. Well, yeah, that's also the team that Vegas said would be the closest. It, I don't know if you've guys seen that on Twitter. They, mm-hmm. they put out the, the four teams that are in and what the spreads would be like as of if it was playing right now. And when they did that last week uh, after the – what, what night did they do the show Tuesday night? The stupid ass show one through four Tuesday night. They do it right after that. Uh, Ohio State was only a two point dog to Georgia. That was the closest of any of the playoff teams. I think it was 12 and a half for TCU and eight and a half or nine for Michigan. So they Ohio State was fairly close on on you know Vegas boards. That was the only team that 
And to Caleb Peavy says, you know, OSU isn't out yet. We do have a lot of games to play tonight. We've got uh, we've got USC Notre Dame, baby. That's a big yeah. game. You also have championship games. TCU is, I mean, bound to slip up at some point, right? Or are they just going to backdoor their way all no, the way into they're this? they're going to backdoor their way into this and they get ra- raised to the ground by 40. So, I know this kind of dates me a little bit, but they look like the 0-2 Ohio State team where they just won a bunch of games very closely and made it to the national championship. They'll make it to the semifinal, then I agree. They're going to get bow raced. Yeah. And, uh, and, and hey, good for them. Great season, unbelievable first-year coach, yada, yada. But they're not Georgia. I mean, they're just not Georgia. And here's and, the crazy thing. Alabama's sitting there at seven just saying, look, guys, we still got a chance. There's still a <laughs> well, chance. Good. Bring it. I'll be straight with you. Now, I'm a little nervous in saying that because a year ago this time was the last time I was on this show. And uh, I had come in talking big. Oh, we're going to handle them. We're better. We're better. And you said, so you come on next week. Oh, sure. And then we got our junk handed to us. And I went, stuck my head between my tail and went to bed. (laughs) BK's fault. We know now. He started talking shit and it got destroyed. Hey, just so so you know, BK, uh, I did get credentials for this game. That's that's the only game Georgia's lost uh, in the past two years. So I did get credentials to this game. So I'm just saying, trying to write my woes for you guys. Bring that <laughs> thank you back. But if they, they lose, we will never credential your ass again. Yeah. If they <laughs> lose, I, I'm uh, banned from going to Georgia games. So one of my favorite uh, pain reviews too. Oh yeah, for real. <laughs> um, was the uh, was the shirt that said nobody cares? There were. Did yeah. you see a few times? Like, I don't know if it was. P, I mean, like maybe player sister, assistants or whatever, wearing the nobody cares shirt. Yep. And I, and I still think there's players on that team, the experience last year that still felt, you know what, nobody cares. We 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 got to do our job. And seeing Bear out there today, and I know it's in the you know second half, they're worn down. You know, Bear looked amazing, um, in his yeah. time out there, and gives you a lot of hope for when, I think the next number one draft pick from Georgia uh, gets drafted. Um, later on, Carter Bear looked amazing, um, and what we're a four-headed monster, really, and running now. Cam, good night. Milton looked, oh, and that's just a dude you pull for all year, knowing all the kind of these issues he's had, and hopefully he comes back again because we're seeing as he gets into form. And is it did did number five make it out there on the field? I thought I saw him on the field maybe one time. Is it yeah. They weren't going to let him take a snap. They put him out there to uh, try to draw the defense offsides. So they put him out Didn't there. Didn't they do that with Pickens they, last year too? Yeah. They put they, him out they, there. They, for like hard they bring somebody out there. The defense is like, wait a minute, who's you know who's got that? Because you, you have your calls and stuff based on personnel. You throw out a personnel uh, distraction and you hope you get – then you run up to the line as if you're trying to run a trick play because you got a guy in there they haven't scouted all week. And you get one of those guys to jump off sides. And then, of course, when they didn't, you call a timeout, which is a timeout you could have used at the end of the half, which you, that you didn't have. True. Um, just a couple of comments, if possible, about next week's game. I, I think we don't need to underestimate Brian Kelly. I think he, um, he has shown that with the right talent, um, what he can do. And that team has just gotten better and better after that loss to Florida State to begin the year. I agree with that. I said that uh, earlier on a Somebody had me on a podcast this week. I said, Brian Kelly, I, he wanted he wanted the smoke. He came to the SEC, said, I, I want to face the best competition. 
And everybody was like, dude, this guy is not going to fit in. And lo and behold, he's got this LSU team looking pretty good. And if you can have a coach like Brian Kelly come down there and then lock up those borders, that that's the scariest team in the West moving forward to me. I, Alabama can be there. Nick Saban, you get a competent head coach at LSU that can lock down the borders, and he's doing a really good job. So, Well, I think he's also um... – while their physicality at Notre Dame was never anything for an SEC team per se, right? He do, he does emphasize the the physical, and I think that will help maybe in the future years. And this year he's already won just by getting there. Um, oh yeah, first and year. I'll, and the way Kirby motivates a team, knowing all year, hey, first of all, some of y'all weren't even major pieces the last year, but y'all can do something the last year's team didn't do, and there are some of us that absolutely this game is going to absolutely matter. I know you've talked about like confetti and stuff. Listen, if you decide you want to pass on some SEC confetti, I'd, I'd like to be on that list <laughs> because um, I, it matters. I think it's another step in being that dominant team in the league is, oh, it's an assumption. Well, they're going to get there. No, no, we need to finish it off, cap it off, and then get healthy and hopefully have a better array of, or all an array of talent. I, one thing I was going to ask, is there no chance Nolan Smith can make it for the playoff at all? Is he okay? So his situation, he's done no matter what. Yeah. Okay. And then, do you think today, because you alluded to it in three, two, one, and other, and I don't, um, is some of this was vanilla play calling, and I know that weird. I mean, I listen. I was shocked when we did that. Throw to Bowers in the end zone on the short four, fourth down and goal play, but. Would you would you say that some of the stuff was still just kind of plain today, or did you, did y'all see something different? I mean, no. We, yeah, Coach Donald was calling almost every play before it happens. Like, okay, formation right. it's going to be an inside zone. Yes. Uh, here's they're going to run this into the boundary. Uh, watch this flag to Bowers. You know, he's going to run a, a flag here uh, to the field. Nothing shocking. Nothing new. You know, but again, you don't need to do any of that stuff. Just run the plays you normally run really well, like Kendall Milton's long touchdown. It's like, hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pull the uh, tackle or the guard and the uh, uh, tight end. They're gonna lead the way through on on the pull. You know, run right behind them. Just you know, uh, standard pin and pulls. We saw a lot of those. You know, and uh, it's like, okay, this is fundamental football for Georgia. But I don't know the. Zone read with uh, Carson Beck. I didn't understand that. I don't either. <laughs> but I will say it, we got so van- vanilla, and like you were saying, he not only, he was calling out the plays. Did you see several? I mean, several times the defensive coordinator was calling out the play, counter, counter, counter. And lo and behold, the next play was a counter, yeah. meaning they knew what was well, coming. But you, to we him. can tell. I mean, but here's the thing: it's like you got to stop it. It's like okay, they can exactly. tell your formation, you know, but they, you know, when your counter is. Uh, Xavier Truss and Darnell Washington pull into the right. <laughs> and the backside guy gets picked up from the guy in motion. Right. Okay. And they ran that counter with uh, the smallest tailback who was getting, what, seven, eight yards of carry? So, yeah. yeah. No, I, lo- I love it. Congratulations on the counters coming. Now stop it. Exactly. No, I love it because we still got it. We still have stuff in the, in the book that's not been used. And there'll still be stuff where we'll see, I think, in the next coming weeks. And so, again, I don't want to. T- I don't like talking too much about uh, dynasties, back to backs, and stuff because that's Uh-oh. that Munson. All right, but, Dane Young. Right, but I, I think it's a. I mean, look, you're just like who? 
can somebody beat this? Even when we're not at our best, can can you imagine what the future is? I mean, my soul. That's why I put on the board. To, to, I did go after the game and um, and got on the board for a second. And I said, you know, for my whole life, I'm 41, so I'm old for the board. I think to a degree, right? <laughs> um, my whole life, I heard 34 in the early 80s, 34 in the early 80s. You know, I was zero. You know, I was barely able to watch TV. You know, two, three years old. We are living in the good old days right now, Georgia football. Sounds familiar. We are living in the good old days. And so for us, exactly, no, you're right. I call you it, this is the golden age. You're right, BK. Yes. I told my, my, my teenager, I got a 13-year-old. I said, so my teenage years was eight wins, was you knew going to Florida every year. Oh, crap. That kind of <laughs> stuff. And even fighting with Georgia Tech to a degree. I said, dude, you're living in an age that I can't even imagine. And I said, so let's enjoy every single second. Yep. Yeah. Nothing's guaranteed. And if we see if Alabama is falling off, and I don't know what to call it, but if they are, everybody, every team has a, has a, has a lifespan. Now, I hope we sign Kirby and he decides to, to coach a lot longer than I think necessarily he may want to so that our lifespan will be nice and long. But this is incredible. I mean, when we're upset, when you get a 35-point favorite, and we didn't hit the number, which I, I didn't think we'd get that either personally. But the 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 fact is, came close. Oh yes, yeah. we did, and didn't play, and there were we could have played better. Think about this 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 era of Georgia football, back to back undefeated seasons. First time ever for Georgia uh, football. Yes, a quarterback that please vote people vote online so we can get him to New York. Who, who needs to have a statue. Hopefully it's already being built for this guy. Dude, they don't even have a Herschel Walker or Vince. I mean, they got a Vince Dooley statue, but where's the uh, Charlie Trippy statue? Well, you know, not I'm just saying if, if Stetson wins too, he's, he's definitely getting a statue. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I, then again, the, um, the inner Georgia fan would be, would find a problem. Oh <laughs> with, yeah. Of course. Uh, with 34 with, with Trippy. Well, there's kind of, well, listen, man, I don't know. I, I, listen, I thought I thought when seven, I thought when Matthew Stafford was, I was like, here's our guy. We're, we're going to make it now, Matthew and no Sean. This is, this is our chance. And no, and this dude, and and to a degree, the whole offense has taken his mentality. Well, okay, we're just going to go down the field and we'll score. Yeah, we'll have an issue. No problem. We're chill. Um, so, listen, thank you for all you do. I really appreciate all y'all do in UGA Sports. It is the best Georgia community. I don't know if you hear that barking. That's my that's my English bulldog running. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but you know, seriously. Hey, come feed so me. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. He's like, look, you fed yourself during the game. Time to feed me now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and yes, no matter what, I will be back on next week. If uh, yeah, yes. Lord willing. All right. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. We'll talk if to you. If you'll have me, thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Do come See back. You, we, we love having our guys come back in all the time. But right now, we got to uh, pay some bills. I mentioned our friends, uh, ASW Distillery. They This is a, basically a fantastic distillery in Atlanta, in the Atlanta area, made up five of their six founders are actual UGA grads. This is distilled by dogs. They make award-winning drinks. You see it on the screen there. They they, went, they go out to the World Spirits Competition. This is like the world championship for liquor, and they win five uh, golds and two silvers, you know, and we actually have – uh, we, we're, we've been giving away a bottle of their Fiddler bourbon each week. Uh, this week's winner 
is Alex Dale. Alex Dale, I need you to send me your address. So Congrats, can, Alex. We can get that to uh, our friends over at ASW Distillery, and they will send that to you. Uh, we talk about the uh, Fiddler bourbon all the time, the award-winning one. I'm letting you know they have a Bustletown vodka, and I'm having that right as we speak. Uh, we, I know that uh, Eddie from Ackworth went and found some the other day. Bustletown Vodka. It is a fantastic, smooth, delicious vodka. You need to try it. Of course, they have their uh, Hardwood Fiddler. They have their uh, 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 Winterville Gin. You know, uh, they have the Fiddler Soloist. They have Hardwood. Just fantastic stuff from Fiddler. Try it out. And again, I'll, and later on in the show here, I will put the next drawing into the comment section so you can jump in on that and hit them up. Uh, you're absolutely going to love it if you try it. We've had people on the show try it, and they tell me, hey, this is fantastic bourbon. So I'm sure you will like it. Jeremy? And what, yeah, bring in Jeremy Neighbors and the baby. Eddie, I see you. We'll get to you, Eddie. Jeremy, what's up, man? Hey, boys. I actually can't really stay. I was just about to chat. you, Man, I, I got I to gotta go. I'll just try to make it real quick. All uh, right. About got to meet the wife and fam out to eat here. Um, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the worst. The worst. I know, I know. How no, do, I'm kidding. You know, the family life. <laughs> uh, I tell you, yeah, I mean, I'm glad we got got the win. Uh, but I tell you, yeah, next week, uh, next week, and honestly, after since with the way the suck eyes went down today and the manner in which they went down, uh, you know, like many of y'all said, that was the team that really kind of scared me. But I guess after that, really all that remains to me that would scare me is LSU and USC with their running quarterbacks. Oh yeah, yeah that that's a nightmare for Georgia. Yeah, ha, Georgia hasn't faced one this year, have they? Yeah. Who? Bo, Bo Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Anthony Anthony yeah Bo I don't know. Yeah, Bo Bo can run. Bo can, but it's more like a, a organized unorganized chaos when Bo runs. It's not. They they faced one today and he took it in for seven. Oh True. man. Well, uh, what just real quick, I guess, because I got to go this uh, next week. Hopefully, I can stay on longer. But what do y'all think the line is next week? We always do this every week, eh? Uh, do 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 do. LSU plays tonight, right? They play tonight at six, I think. Yeah. Um, you always man, get it right. Come on, Paul. Come on, Vegas. No, I know. Um, Paul's always thinking, wrong, except for the line. I was thinking maybe ten. That was no, my guess. No, no, fourteen and a half. 14 and a half. 14 and a half. But, but, but that all depends on tonight's game, which we haven't seen yet between Texas A&M and LSU. Good God. Texas A&M is four and seven, one and six in the SEC. <laughs> Dear Lord. $30 million don't buy what it used to, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> well, but yeah, 14 and a half, Jeremy. That's what I'm putting it on. If it's anything lower, go ahead and just pound it. Because I think Jeremy, we're going to need that baby's college fund for a new NIL deal for all the Texas and them kids that are going to go in the transfer. Well, again, hopefully, 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 Stetson can pay for it when, <laughs> yeah. when, when, they, when they win another championship. There you go. There you go. <laughs> all right, boys, I will listen to you on the podcast. I'll all right, Jeremy. Later. See you, man. 14 and a half. I also want to mention, uh, you know, we have our buddies over at uh, the Rogue Apothecary, you know, the, the Rogue Shop. I'll bring up them. Uh, actually, you bring them up real quick. I want to tell you about the Cyber Monday deal they're doing right now. This is a, uh, a pretty impressive. Uh, they got a 30% off deal going down. Normally, you get the uh, uh, 
Bulldogs 10, that gets you 10% off on anything from uh, the rogue, rogue shop. If you have pain, if you have sleeping issues, you have stress, anxiety, they, they have the pain medications, stuff that I use for my knee, which my knee feels great now. This and stretching has been fantastic. They're full spectrum salve. Uh, of course, I don't know who ate half a gummy. I got to figure out why there's a half gummy on top of these oh fun boy. gummies I have over here. I don't know who did better that. Better talk to Miss Debolsi. <laughs> she might. Uh, the dog tinctures. Well, I have used yeah. the dog tincture. That stuff works phenomenal, especially if an old dog like mine. My my girl Dancer. Uh, she loves the bacon flavored. Uh, but they, the the sleep gummies have been out. That, that's what I use. That's the pain cream that I use on my knee. Uh, their sleep gummies have been out, but they got them fixed. So the point being, normally you get 10% off with the Bulldogs 10 promo code. But if you use Cyber Monday, you get 30% off. So try any of the stuff and the, on the Rogue Shop, 30% off. The Fun Gummies, the Delta 8 to Delta 9, the THC ones, the Sleep Gummies, which are so good. People, if you can't sleep, you know, you're having a hard time, get the Sleep Gummies. Now, here's the thing. With any of these that have THC in them, you will test positive if your place of work test you for um, THC, you will not pass a test. So do not take these if your workplace tests for such items. Uh, and I also recommend when you get any of the gummies, try a quarter of a one, try a half one, wait 20, 30 minutes, see what happens before you just pop a whole one in your mouth. Okay. Yes. But again, I just want to mention uh, uh, right off the bat because they normally it's a 10% 10 is the best you can do. And this is high quality stuff. The reason they were out of their sleep gummies for so long was because the production quality did not pass richer standards. Okay. That's just him. He's like, no, this isn't good enough. So, uh, but they had sleep gummies back in stock and now you get 30% off. So if you've been sitting, you've been on the edge, I'm not sure, 10%, 30% off, do it. Use a uh, promo code Cyber Monday. Yes, sir. All right. Bring on Eddie. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. Oh, Eddie, <laughs> what's going that, on, man? That where, mother, where, Jesus. Where are you taking me for my steak, Eddie? Well, uh, hey, boys. Happy Thanksgiving to the two of you. Hope you all had a good uh, holiday. <laughs> Where's my steak? Yeah, I know. Just right off, just right off the bat, right off the turnbuckle, huh? Yeah. Man. Well, the way I look at it, Paul, is my son brought home a paper the other day, and it was 89.75. And the mm -hmm. teacher gave him an A. So I'm 39.75. So that's 40. So I win the bet. Hold on. Hold on. Is that what it is? Is that is it 39.75? Yeah. Yeah. I did oh, the oh, oh, no. There's no rounding up here, bud. You yeah. said 40. I did. I did. <laughs> I'll take my loss. But that's how close it was. Oh, man. So you finished out at 39.75. Holy cow. I just wow. get him a hamburger then. That's, that's for those strange. of you guys. For those of you guys that don't know what we're talking about, Eddie and I uh, in the offseason – Eddie said Georgia would score over 40 points a game. I said, no way, Jose. Uh, and Eddie said, let's bet a stake on it. Or I might have said, let's bet a stake on it. We did. And it all came down to this final game here. Eddie needed 58 points. They scored 36. And uh, Georgia finished with 39.75 points per game. Uh, that's 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 tough, Eddie. That's tough. Yeah, that's, mm. okay. that's okay. You know what? Here's the way I look at it, guys. If y'all had told me two years ago, that Georgia would go back-to-back -back years 12-0, and 0, the tr I would have cut out my left testicle with a butter knife to have. <laughs> you guys would have too. You would have done the exact same thing. That's where we are. I want to use a sharper knife. Well, no, <laughs> yeah. That's the point, Roddy. You don't use a sharper knife. <laughs> oh, God. We, we would have all taken that 
a hundred days, right? I mean, a hundred thousand times over. So uh, oh. that's where we are. It's it's unbelievable where we are right now. Yeah, I mean, did uh, I know I asked you last week, Eddie? You said you weren't concerned about Kentucky. It was sixteen six. You said, oh, the one thing I'll look back on uh, when we win the second national title is this this win over Kentucky. But then they came out slow against Tech. Does this this still doesn't bother you at all? Doesn't affect you? You're still moving forward. Like, well, any skepticism at all? Please, just a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. It, today bothered me. It bothered me more oh. than last week. Yeah, it okay. bothered me more than last week for sure. I mean, okay. I mean, Kentucky on the road is a different deal than Georgia Tech in our house. Okay, with an interim HC. That's right. That's right. And and in the first quarter, they were doing whatever they wanted. They were mowing they were. us at the line of scrimmage. They were taking chunk plays, and that drive was very concerning. Now, they did 75 yards there in that drive, and then the rest of the, I don't know, most of the game, they had like 150 yards total after that. I understand we buttoned it up, but it, it was just sloppy. I mean, it was it was gross. It was it was just not pleasing at all today. And And I'll just maintain this. I think it's the previous guy, not the last guy, the guy before him said, and I'll agree with him. I think the past two weeks have been as vanilla as you can do. I, I, and, Roddy, I think you kind of alluded to that a little bit and what Coach was saying. He call, called everything that was happening. So I think that leads into how vanilla things really were. It's just – Well, just he's also really good. Him. What's that? He's also really good at knowing what's coming. No, I know. I'm not knocking Coach. I, know, I'm just saying, but I, don't want that, I don't want the, the fact that he predicted it to be evidence of it because – there's other times when they're doing really wild stuff, and he's like, okay, this is going to be a, a fake toss sweep here. He's going to roll out and hit uh, uh, Aaron Smith down the edge. And they're like, that, that's a complicated wild play out of somebody pulled out of their butt, and that's exactly what they do. And I'm like, yeah. how the hell did you know that? So, right. But to your point, yeah. I mean, did you see anything that was unusual, anything that was uh, – I mean, how many times does Stetson roll out? We know he's better when he rolls out. But yeah, mean, they weren't getting a lot of pressure on him. He had a lot of time back there. I will say this. Stetson scored two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not supposed to bitch about the refs because that's what losers oh, I do all the time. Every week. That was horrible. The, the refs were absolutely atrocious today. They were both – you could see the football across the yeah. plane both times. Yeah. Ah, no touchdown. No touchdown. I mean, that was atrocious. That was just horrible. And then they gave it to him, like I said earlier on the show, they gave it to him on the Bowers one, which I thought was the, the was worst of them all. That's yeah, right. I, I thought it was the worst of them all. They're like, yeah, it's a touchdown, let it stand. Well, I think they're like, dude, if we don't, if we call three, yeah. three yeah. We, they might kill us. Yeah, we might not get out of here. No, I mean, they never get intimidated, but that was that was bad. I mean, I, I think, I, again, I, I still believe Aaron Smith had his. I believe that Stetson scored. And I wish they would have reviewed the one where he got spun down the line and kind of threw the ball out this way. That's you know? the one I was talking about. They, he scored twice. That was the second one. Yeah. That was the end. Absolutely. Like, you're not even going to review that one? I know. That was stupid. What did uh, you think about Hot Pod today? 30-yard field goal, 50-yard field goal, 36-yard field goal, four extra points. I mean, we talked about him at the beginning of the season, right? I know, Roddy, you did. You talked yeah. about him. You were like, hey – I don't know about this kicking game. Like I've heard, dude, dude, everything we heard in spring practice was the right. kicking was garbage. Right, and we and first then, they couldn't hit him. And then I think, I, I think, if I want to, if I'm correct, I think he missed a couple beginning of the season, and we were all like, Whoa. and then now he's 
he's automatic now. But kids, 24, 26 or something like yeah, that. I mean, 22, 24. He's only missed two. Uh, and we, we may not be 12 and 0 if Hot Pod misses a few kicks. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, his toughest kick of the year was last week going into halftime at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. The wind gusts in that stadium were sideways. And I mentioned it on the Tuesday show that I'm in the end zone taking pictures with a lens. And when you can feel the wind, you know, you have one of these biggest lenses, you know, and the wind is pushing it sideways because, I mean, it's heavy. And you're like, wow, these gusts are nuts. And uh, that's right as he goes to kick it. And you see the signs of the cheerleaders and their megaphones are going trembling across the end zone. He's like, you got to kick to this. And he's basically having to aim to the outside of the uprights to dry, to let it curl back in. I'm like, holy shit. And he nailed it. So uh, last week, SCC co-special teams player of the week. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it outright this week. Yeah. I mean, this is a big game for him. You know, it's not it's not very often that you get three field goals. But, that again, that just brings up another problem, guys. Why are you kicking so many damn field goals? <laughs> yeah. and, and I go to two of those drives because you committed an offensive penalty. Yep. You, yep. You're putting yourselves behind the chains. We have people in the comment section going, when Georgia hits on all cylinders, you could have a South Carolina game. You could have an Oregon game. Why do they keep killing themselves with bad with penalties from guys that should know better? And why do they have sometimes just head scratching personnel decisions? I don't know. Yeah, well, at least today it wasn't the turnovers; it was the penalties. Now, I'm not saying that's a good thing, right? But I mean, but even then, you, you still didn't win the pe- turnover battle. When's the last time they did? They're negative two, two on the to season. One? Was it two to one? I can't remember. No, today was it was tied. It was, it was tied. One one. Okay, yeah. I can't remember the last time they won the turnover battle. I, I'm not a statistician. I can't look that up either. I don't know how to look that up. Um, didn't you get like three to Florida or something like that? But, yeah, it's, it's been – We've been behind the eight ball like four games in a row, I think. Yeah, four, four or five now, yeah. yeah. No turnovers for like the first three or four games. And then right. the And I said that to you guys, and you guys both yelled at me when I said that. Well, I said, well, you ruined it. It was me. Damn jinx. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it's my fault Georgia started turning the ball over, guys. Then, Apparently. They, they yeah. listen to you. They, they listen to the show. They're like, man, that Eddie from Ackworth guy, it's, you know. Hey, I want to – if we can jump way ahead to the part where we give out the helmet stickers, I want to give out a helmet sticker right now to uh, Dumas Johnson for dropping his head, putting it on the ball, and causing that fumble with the Georgia Tech player. I mean, he just came through there like a torpedo and knocked that ball free. And I'm just saying that was a heads-up play. But, you know, if to see that the, the 10 on the jersey and come through and knock it down, if you're going to give out any helmet decorations, any helmet stickers, there should be a uh, white bone on the back of that helmet for the, uh, the fumble that he caused because that was big time. That just killed it killed their uh, momentum and gave George another three points. And I guarantee, Roddy, when y'all interview him, he will say he didn't play that well. No, oh, I know. That's the way he is. What he said yeah. Monday. I know. I know. He would continue I, saying that. I didn't play that good. I know. He's, he'll probably he'll probably smile at that one though. He's he's a funny guy. So I, I think if we're getting like we said, we we haven't done this with the rest of the guests, but we'll do it with Eddie and anybody moving forward. Uh, two helmet stickers. So I'll I'll take uh, Hot Pod and Kenny Mac. I think those are easy. Those are easy there. Uh, you got anybody else, Eddie, besides that, that needs to come yeah, out? I'll, I'll take Kenny Mack and Smile Monday. 
I lead, love London again. London is all over the place. Yeah. Like you said, lead the team in tackles. We never talk about the defensive stats until later on in the show, but you're right. Munden led the team in tackles with six, followed by Ringo and uh, Pop with five. Oh, Tyke, what? Tyke Smith was everywhere when he finally got in. Dude, that's only like a half of play. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tyke Smith had five tackles, three solo tackles, one sack, and one and a half tackles for loss? Mm-hmm. I don't remember the sack, though. What? Oh, I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did have to leave. I was watching at my mom's house and I had to leave with like two minutes left. So did it happen in that time frame? Yeah. Was it like, okay. Why are you All so right. surprised? Taiki's a ball player. Oh, I love Taiki. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, 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 I remember Ty- when they Von Bullard, he had those back-to-back sacks. It's kind of the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm huge on Taiki. Uh, I've said it. Uh, Everett coming through with four tackles, starts with four tackles. Last year, Bullard and Smith all registered three, and so did Robert Beal. Today, you had four sacks, though. You had one by Big Bear, which they gave him that sack. And you had a half sack for uh, MJ Sherman and Michael Williams, so they gave half of that to – I thought that was a full sack for Michael, but they gave half of it to, to MJ officially. And then uh, the other one, Marvin Jones Jr. So you had those three sacks back to back to back, and then you had the uh, Tyke Smith one. So – Four sacks today, something that we're not used to seeing from this Georgia defense. And I don't know if you can rely on Marvin Jones Jr. a front of Marvin Jones Jr., Bear Alexander, and Michael Williams in, like, any games moving forward, right, this year at least. But, man, that front's going to be nasty when, you know, next year, when you can really put those guys in because it looked completely different than it does with Zion Logue, Stackhouse, and Tramel Walter. You know, it looked completely different. Were those four sacks in the second half? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, in the first half, it, it was very frustrating. It just seemed like we were getting zero pressure on those quarterbacks, and they kept rotating them in. And they had all day to throw the ball. They could do whatever they wanted. And it, and it showed. There was the threat of the run. In the second half, you're up yeah. you know, four right. scores, so you know they got to throw it. So you just right. – it's a lot easier. Yeah. And, Roddy, they were gashing us, too. They would hand yeah. the ball off and get eight, nine, ten, exactly. ten yards a clip. Like, don't send pressure when you can't stop the run. You also, with Stackhouse, Logue, and and Walter, those aren't really pass rush guys, they're just bodies. Like, they're they're, they don't get to the quarterback, they don't have that instinct like Marvin Jones Jr. Michael does, or even Bear for the different positions. You you got control versus pressure. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, did the Nolan Smith injury show up a little bit today? Been it's been showing up, Eddie. It's no, been showing I mean, up. today it may have reared its – well, okay, fair. I think, but, I, mean, I, think it, I think it reared its ugly head last week, and then it, it really showed it today. Yeah. It showed up the minute he left the game. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm not – I agree with you, Roddy. I'm just saying today – I'm just saying the, the next play, when he left the game, they went right at his spot. Yeah, yeah. Which is the smart thing to do. I don't even remember who well, that was. One of you guys said – maybe it was Chip Tower said that, you know, last year, oh, we lost Adam Anderson we just moved on. This year, well, we lose Nolan Smith. We just move on. Nolan Smith's a different cat. That's I don't know who said that, but whoever it was, that was stupid. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. like anybody on the beat stupid, but that's he was, just, he, he was just making a comment, Roddy. I don't think he was comparing the two. He was just yeah. kind of saying we roll next man in, but but Nolan Smith's different. He he's just he's different. No, so like last last year, who replaced uh, Adam Anderson when he went out? Well, wasn't it Trayvon, right? They can move Trayvon Walker out there. You can put more Nolan Smith in the game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, and you're gonna uh, replace Nolan with Robert Beal or Chaz Chambliss, you know, or MJ Sherman. Yeah, I love. Hey, I wish Darius was uh, out there. Let let Darius Smith see what he can do. Yeah, again, a young guy. Like you look at this defense now. If Kirby can win a national title with this defense, yeah, uh, Kirby oh just went twelve and zero with this defense. Yeah, he did. He did. I mean, and then you have, like I just touched on. You got Jalen Walker as well. You have um, the uh, what's his name? We were just talking about him. Um, Michael Williams, Williams, Martin Jones Jr., Bear Alexander. You've got you've got so many young cats, man. Everett, uh, and these are just freshmen. We barely saw today. Yeah, we've got uh, Singletary, who we haven't really seen all year. You saw Julio Humphrey in there today a little bit. Yeah, I saw him get burned. Yeah, you saw him get burnt. But Malachi Starks starting as a true freshman. I mean, all these guys, it's just such a young defense that next year it's going to be absolutely insane. And you're losing a guy like Jalen Carter. You've got to replace that. But They don't have a replacement for him. No, and it's hard, right? It's hard. They didn't have a replacement for Jordan Davis either, though. You know, no. so it's it's hard. You don't get those guys very often. But you hope that. Bear Alexander is your next Jordan Davis, and you you keep moving it down the line. But it's it's insane that he can go twelve and zero with this defense, with how many young guys should be playing and will be so much better than right now. All right, so I'll look ahead. LSU's watching this game today, and they were they watched this game. What are their oh, thoughts? Yeah. What 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 are they thinking now going into next week? Uh, let's see. How many yards does let me see? How many yards does Jaden Daniels have on the ground? Let me look that up. Uh, do, 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 statistics. Okay. Well, By the way, you guys just overlooked we we the rushing quarterbacks you mentioned. You didn't even mention Hendon Hooker. He's a rushing nah. quarterback. Nah. Huh? What do you mean, ah? Nah. Okay. Nah. Well, you just, you just went right by him. Jaden Daniels, though, 740 yards, five yards to carry, 11 touchdowns on the ground. Uh, so – I would be looking to run it to whichever side of the ball Robert Beal's not on and the spot that Nolan Smith would occupy. That's where I would go with this. Damn, that's going to be tough. When you have Smile Mondon standing there waiting on him. That's exactly. So maybe can you – man, again, this is the SEC championship, right? You don't want to start throwing out some crazy stuff, but maybe put Jalen Walker in there a little bit more and have Smile in there as well. I don't know if I don't know if the Robert Beal and Chaz Chambliss are the answers on the outside against a guy that averages five yards a carry, eleven <clears> touchdowns, <throat> and seven hundred and fifty yards at quarterback. Yeah, Jaden Daniels is not very accurate. He's yeah, got of course. great legs, but he's not accurate. Yeah. That's big. Yeah. Uh, what does this say? Keith Simmons says I disagree about D line play for next year. We don't have a Jalen Carter. We have some decent linemen and some up and coming, but these freshmen need more experience. Nah, man, next year they're ready to go. They're ready to go. They're ready to bust free. No, yeah, that, that's what I'd say, Roddy. You got to you got to find a way to stop Jaden Daniels from running the ball. What say you? Sniper. No, you, you can't. Back. You can't snipe the kid. Okay, so I'm just saying, there's no way to stop him. He's he's really good at this, and uh, that that split zone they run, where basically you're just making a read, and if you if he sees. Uh, you know, see your linebacker uh, coming after you. He's like, okay, I'm going to hand it off. They run to the opposite side. There's blockers. It's successful. If, uh, you know, if the 
guy crashes, then he keeps it and runs around the runs around and hell he's 15 yards down the field before you stop him. It is a tough play to stop. Uh, our guy Brent Rollins did a great draw up of it on uh, X's and foes. He's like, this is what Georgia should run when they get down to the uh, get down the goal line. They didn't do it. Georgia had to kick nine field goals, you know, nine, nine points worth of field goals. Just don't say. And again, some of that was just penalties, and some of it was other stuff. I get that. And sometimes you just don't have the room to run it, or you don't have the. Uh, it just it doesn't fit there. But that guy's going to run it to death. He makes good decisions, and they're just getting better and better. So. They are, but you know what? You say all that, Roddy. I, I just can't get past LSU getting smashed at home by Tennessee. Smashed. And that does 40 not to 13. That, that does not happen to LSU. Okay. And it did. So do you think I, it would happen again today, though? What? Do you think if they played tomorrow, what it would happen again? Maybe not smashed, but I still think Tennessee beats them. Really? Yeah. I don't absolutely not 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 as currently constructed. I mean, if Hooker's healthy and all that kind of stuff, well, yeah, yeah I mean, if Hooker's healthy, they play again tomorrow. I think LSU wins that game. Yeah, I think all so right. too. You can I, have an off game. Hey, Georgia had an off game against Missouri. Remember, hell, they had an off game against Kent State. Forty or thirty, they, they won. They won. <laughs> they did. But I'm just saying, it was a. You can have a situation where things, a team with as as deep as Georgia is, pulls those games out. Right. You know, LSU didn't have it, but also this is you know, Kelly's first year. So they have, they have a lot to learn. Kirby's got this thing running year seven like a, a well-oiled machine. Again, Georgia never, ever in its history back-to-back undefeated seasons. I don't know the last team to do that. Somebody in the comments tell me what the last other team to have back-to-back. It has, back to, be a, has to be a Bama team, right? has yeah. to be, I would think. But hitting Hooker this year, Eddie, 430 yards on the ground. Not not there. Not there. Okay. Not, I think Stetson might have more on the ground than him. Let me look. Would you consider Stetson Bennett a rushing a running quarterback? Yes. Absolutely. Let's see. I wish he'd run more, frankly. Wow. Yeah, if he'd kept it a few times in this game, it yes. when they roll him out, instead of making him be a pocket passer, he's more effective. Absolutely. Times when he when he uh, was doing those RPOs and stuff, when he faked the run, a couple times he pulled a defender with him, or at least pulled their eyes. Other times they just ignored him. And if he'd kept it, yeah, I go I go back to the uh, uh, in the Kentucky game when he wouldn't do it uh, last week. A uh, couple times in the Mississippi State game, I'm like, man, you've just you've got this uh, capability of just just keep it one time. So. And not this? because they, they sent a, a corner blitz that you picked up late and had to, you know, scramble for your life. Yeah. But it resigned uh, quarterback keep. How about this, though? Uh, I thought he had a lot. How many rushing yards do you think Setson Bennett has this year? Total? Total. 350. Roddy? 200? 169. That's all? That's it, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. seven touchdowns though. Seven touchdowns. Yeah, and but then, they, they do the thing where when he gets sacked, they take him away from. Take I'm, away I'm assu- it, I'm, it has to be because I mean, there's no way he's only rushed for 169 yards. That also, a long touchdown. Yeah, he's got the 64 yard touchdown. I don't know. It says 40 attempts, 169 yards, seven touchdowns. Here's what's wow. crazy too: uh, 3,000 yards for Stetson, only 14 touchdowns to the air compared to 29 last year, which is a little mind boggling as well, but he's only been sacked seven times this year. So yeah. 
I'm with you, Roddy. I think he can see, obviously, he can see better when he rolls out, right? I mean, he's got, he's not that big. Let's be honest. He's not that tall. When he rolls out, he can see better. So I, I, I'm with you. I wish they'd roll him. I wish they'd rolled him out more today. You're right. Absolutely. I just think a lot can happen over there because there's always the possibility that if nothing opens up, he can just keep it. Is there any chance Michigan jumps us to number one? No. Ooh. I, I'm just asking. No, I mean, I, I, it's a good question. You know, they have a high-profile win on their uh, mm-hmm. Do they? I think they get some first-place votes. I definitely I think too. they get some first-place votes. They made Ohio State look stupid today. I mean, they blasted them. Oh, I was I was all over Ohio State. I was like, Ohio State's gonna. I, I thought it was gonna be the exact opposite outcome. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, I, Ohio State's gonna run through this. Uh, man, that's tough. I think they get some first place votes. They definitely go into second. I don't think what going from three to one is realistic though. And Georgia's been one for a long time now. Three to one's a big jump. That's why. I don't that's cool. That's cool. I, I don't know why we had this banner going right now. I don't. I don't know what I said, uh, but I thought that game was going to go completely different. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, you are. You're right. I was wrong on that. Very wrong on that. Um, glad I didn't put any money on that. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, hey. What's the final four look like after this week? Going into – does LSU jump up to four? Well, we got to see what happens tonight. I mean, about that? we're well, still I mean, waiting on that USC game. Yeah. What's okay, Eddie? Tonight. Well, the big stay. question: How far does Ohio State drop? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, wow. we do know that. Yeah, we know that. How far can they drop? Who? Uh, out of the top four, right? Oh yeah. It. it, it well, depending on what happens. But here's the thing: LSU is your fifth team, and they've got two losses. Yeah, right. That's why I think Ohio State goes to five, and they move back LSU to six. That's what I think. So then, so then USC jumps and goes to four. Yes. Well, I mean, provided they beat Notre Dame, right? Sure, I mean, sure, 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 sure. So let's just say TCU, which is, I think that may game maybe over. TCU is going to win. USC wins. It's Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and um, um, USC. USC. Right. And then I think fifth is Ohio State. LSU's got two losses. I'll tell you, yeah, yeah, you can't, you can't. I'll tell you what, though, if I was Kirby Smart, I would want somehow for – if USC is going to get in, I want to play them in the national championship game, not in the first game. I want TCU so bad in that first game. I would want TCU. Does it really matter, Paul? I mean – USC is good. Caleb Williams is really good. Probably your Heisman winner. Yeah, Caleb Williams is damn good. Like, really good. Really, really good. Do you want to play USC in LA for the title? That also that sounds terrible, <laughs> um, but they don't have that many fans. So <laughs> that's true. In LA for a title, they do. Also, the yeah. people haven't gone to games for thirty years. You know, that's right. Really, a bunch of front runners. Reggie Bush. All of a sudden, exactly like, right. yeah, let me let me dig out that USC jersey. Yeah, oh, that's oh, that's a t- that's tough. So yeah, I guess you would have to you'd have to play USC. You'd want, you want to play them coming all the way across town, and then you want to play. TCU for the title. That would be such a boring ass game. Oh my god, God, that would be so boring. Okay, that's what we thought about Georgia Tech. <laughs> True. Yeah, we oh, had a game. Oh, we had a game for forty minutes at least, right? 
Uh, let's see. What, what are folks in the comments saying? We've got uh, Amari saying UGA, Michigan, TCU, USC. So the same as Eddie. Uh, let's see. Yeah, but where is Ohio State? That's the question. Uh, Wallace Smith says, I think the Ohio State will drop to fifth or sixth. Uh, let's see. Do the dogs have the have the do the dogs have the active home win streak at 18? I think so. Yeah. I know that their active home win streak is 18. I think it might be the highest, is what you're asking, John. I would think it might be. Uh, let's see. Wallace says, but US defense isn't good. TCU is gonna move up from Barry Watkins. John mm-hmm. Goodrich says, I want USC. We owe them. We are 0 3. Georgia's played USC three times. Yeah, I mean, over the history, absolutely. Huh. Dave can look it up. But speaking of, uh, like, the records and stuff like that, there's something else I I was looking up here. Um, Georgia has tied the school record for consecutive sellouts with 64, matching the mark through uh, set from uh, September 1st, 2001 to September 10th, 2011. I want to go back to this. John Goodrich says, I want USC. We owe them. We are 0-3. John, those games happened in 1931, 1933, and 1960. Yeah, we owe them big time. We owe them big time. That 1960 game is still in my craw, buddy. The the, the 1931 one when we lost 60 to nothing and then came back around in 1933 and lost 31 to zero still chaps my ass to this day, John. It's 91 to nothing, man. Come on. Were they even wearing helmets then? I don't think so. So yeah. the so here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. You've only scored three points. So it's uh, and the last one was ten to three. So ninety one. I'm not good at math. One hundred one to three is your uh, score against USC right now. That's funny though. That's, that's, that's wild. How do you? That's actually a funny comment by John. That is very. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to bust balls, John. That's actually really funny that uh, you said yes. that we owe them. There's so not a lot of teams that Georgia has a losing record against, but that is one. Brett of said 63 years of frustration. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you look that up. That's awesome. And then John, yeah, John says uh, got outscored 101 to three. You're right. You're right. And I want to point yeah. out something else. Uh, Georgia's now gone undefeated at home for the fifth time under Kirby Smart. Wow, five out of seven, eh? <laughs> no. It's not bad. That's what was the last bad. loss? South Carolina? Yeah. It has to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. How about South Carolina today, boys? How about that? I mean. I'm glad we're, not playing, them. I'm not glad we're not playing them right now. Oh, poor yeah. Davo. Remember, we were talking about a, a week, um, I guess a week ago, Friday. Uh, why no love for the ACC in the playoff rankings? North Carolina and Clemson both have one loss, you know? Yeah, I the, said. The winner said, there could, uh, I did. you know, with an ACC title could go right into the – why are they? Why is nobody respecting them? Give the playoff – the uh, college football playoff committee credit for going, screw the ACC. They're, they're playing terrible football over there. And then Tech beats North uh, ranked North Carolina, and then Clemson loses to South Carolina today. Maybe it uh, – did you guys hear the uh, rumors that Dabo's agent apparently reached out to Auburn about their head coaching gig? Holy believe cow. that? I don't know if I believe it, but that's the that's the rumors, right? Why would uh, he do that? I'm making more, isn't he making like $10 million a year anyway? Yeah, but yeah, I don't know how much more money you can get. Apparently, Auburn's set on Hugh Freeze, though. 
I don't know Anyways. who called that. It wasn't me, but that sounds terrible. Uh, so congrats to Auburn on another unsuccessful hire, I think. Let's see here. Andy Adams says, uh, Chip Long was super smart and prepared to target Ringo directly and indirectly all day long, wasn't he? What about your, what about, uh, your boy Ringo, Eddie? What happened to him today? I was going to ask you guys that. What I mean, I don't know. I mean, Ringo, I love the kid. He just he, he makes an incredible play, and then the next play, you're like, what the heck was that? It's just it's it's just it's inconsistent, right? Is that the right term for it? Yeah, and it's also like I said on last week's show, Kirby puts his his corners out on an island, right? And sure he does, yeah, and he, he doesn't expect them to be perfect, but at the same time. There was a couple plays from Ringo today. I expect one or two, but there was like four, mm-hmm. three, four, five that you were just like, damn, man. Um, that's not what you want. So I asked another caller. So you got uh, Keyshawn uh, Boutte down there at LSU. Who would you rather have on him, Ringo or Lasseter, uh, going into this game? I think I put Lasseter on him because he's more physical. Yeah. And that's crazy because we're talking about a guy who is literally – Locked in on most draft boards as a top 10 pick and Ringo. Ringo, and, yeah. yeah. I'll stick with uh, Ringo on yeah. the day. Why? I'm just uh, curious. Uh, physical. Well, we saw this. Uh, we, we called one of those passes right off the line. You had a guy playing uh, press coverage man-to-man, and he just barely tapped him as he went by. Kamari's been beat on that a few times. If you want to play prep press coverage and you know man-to-man, get in the guy's face – Give me Keely Ringo. He's a big body out there. If he can turn it on, he can knock down passes. He gets beat sometimes, but they all do. Uh, it's um, You think he's more physical than Kamari then? Opposite yeah. of what I said? Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Maybe I'm thinking Kamari, the physicalness isn't the tackling because he, he is more physical. He, no, he tackles well, but I mean, when you're kind of going back and forth there. Now, here's the thing. If I'm an opposing offensive coordinator, I'm not going to not throw to his side because – he gets a lot of PI calls. He gets a lot of personal uh, yeah. pass interference calls. He gets uh, defensive holding calls. But he also, you know, he, he gets interceptions and he makes big plays. Uh, you guys asked, uh, why would Dabo want to do that? Brittany Ivory says, Dabo wants some real football. That's why he wants to go over to Auburn. <laughs> well, here's, here's, let, me, let me explain something about the way these things work. Because I think a lot of this had to do with uh, the whole Q freeze and uh, – uh, Lane Kiffin going to Auburn. If you represent Lane Kiffin, your name is uh, Jimmy Sexton, you represent about 75% of the SEC coaches, the best thing you can do is have someone saying, so-and-so has been identified to go to a job opening X. Well, your current employers start to sweat, and especially if you're doing really well. Yep. So what do they do? They give you a raise. It's also, you saw all these uh, open coaching positions pop up, you know, midway through the season. What, like 12 different schools had openings or something? What did Missouri do? They signed Drinkwitz to an extension. Yep. You know, they, 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 it's like, what, what, are you, what are you doing midseason doing this? Try to keep him from going somewhere else. Point being, and Jimmy Sexton was at that uh, Ole Miss game last night. Which going to be on Thursday night for Mississippi State. Being a reporter, I can tell you, we get tips all the time. And a lot of times you can tell the tip has been put out there by an agent, by somebody in their camp. Uh, we saw the whole thing with Eddie Grand coming down to uh, from Kentucky to Georgia. He came down, interviewed with Kirby. Kirby offered him a tight end position. 
tight ends coach. He was the current Kentucky offensive coordinator. Kirby's like, I've got an open offensive coordinator spot, but I also have an open tight end spot. I would hire you as my tight ends coach. Eddie Grand and his group let everybody know that, yeah, I was interviewing with Kirby. He's got an open coordinator spot. And they the got out that he had offered it to him. Then Eddie Grand turns it down for a big contract extension raise at the school that he's at. So point being, when you hear these things pop up, so-and-so like Davos talking to Auburn, if I'm Davos uh, agent, I am personally calling every reporter in, you know, the uh, upstate area in the whole, uh, all of South Carolina going, yeah, I'm just letting you know, Auburn's sniffing around him so that Kentucky, I mean, that uh, Clemson has to pony up and give him whatever he wants to keep him. So even though there's not anything, and then it just, it just dissipates like smoke, kind of like Lane Kiffin to Ole Miss. I mean, Lane Kiffin to Auburn. I'm glad we don't have those problems. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off here, but I'm gonna leave you guys with one question: Can Alabama get back in the playoffs? Oof, man, muscle memory, man, muscle memory. Uh, they're up, they're up 35-14 right now, and they don't look like they're gonna stop. They're gonna they're gonna lay the wood tonight on Auburn. The rank seven. Can, can they move ahead? Uh, they got two losses. I mean, some crazy things got to happen. But let's say, let's say USC ends up with one loss. They end up they win the Pac-12. TCU loses. No, they're going to win tonight. Let's say, I don't know, Michigan loses the Big Twelve. Could happen. Is Alabama right? They're right there. I just say no. With two losses, you're going to have a one loss Ohio State, one yeah. loss Michigan if they lose. Yeah. I. I don't it's see still it. Alabama. It's out. I mean, we didn't but think they if you're gonna have a two loss team, you know, you got a two loss LSU team. Yeah. But at least yeah. they are division winners. Alabama won't be a division winner. And that's why everyone's talking about, you know, Ohio State and Michigan getting right back in it. Whoever lost, I'm like, the loser of that game is not a conference winner. They're not a division winner. So even though they only have the one loss. If Clemson had been able to hang on, you know, and win out, you at least could say, hey, we have a one-loss ACC champion. That person needs to get in over your one-loss division runner-up Ohio State. But, you know, Clemson losing does wonders for Ohio State's chances of getting back in there. I don't think it does enough for a two-loss non-division winning Alabama, even though they'll be close. I can see them getting, you know, six or something like that. Maybe if all craziness happens, they get five. And I, I kind of jokingly say that the committee is just so used to penciling them in, they give them the benefit of the doubt, but I just don't see it. At some point, you have to say, look, uh, conference champion, think about it. You have four spots, you have five conferences. Got to get your, you know, one conference is already going to be on the outside. If you bring in a second team from a, like the SEC or the Big Ten, Big 12, whoever, now you got two conferences that are out who are pissed off. We've seen that happen a couple of times when the SEC gets two teams in. The other conference presidents are like, this is BS. Yeah. You're bringing you, think the the you think the committee's finally fed up with the, the SEC, though? And they're, they're just – Yeah, oh, it's, it's not – yeah, the yeah, committee's yeah. hearing so much anti Yeah, SEC I think so, too. I think so, too. Propaganda. If you have, if you have a one-loss USC and a, a one-loss TCU or whoever, I mean, you want to get as many conferences in on this yeah. one as you can. Yeah. Uh, and this is a perfect year to leave Alabama out because they have two losses. You can justify it a hundred percent and don't have to worry about any kickback from Bama that, you know, and you can get in other conferences because well, like Roddy said, it's just, it's too much now. 
I don't question, and by no means, if if we had to play them, bring them on. I mean, who cares? That they don't even scare me this year at all. So, yeah. all right, boys, hey, I'm gonna uh, log off. All right, see you, Eddie. Where are we eating? Uh, hey, man, you pick. It's your money. Bones. Really? All right. Well, I told you, Waffle House. Then, I mean, they got a good steak. <laughs> Sounds good. You know, it's, it's funny that Eddie says that. I do. I remember seeing a, a, a thing not too long ago that like one of the number one places to serve steak is Waffle House. They serve exactly more steak right. than anybody else in the nation. Yep. I've yep. never steak had steak and one. eggs. Steak and eggs. That's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I'm Adam. They're good. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll be having one soon. I guess. I <laughs> Thank you, boys. See you, See you Eddie. Eddie, man. You got to hold out for uh, hold out for bones over there Something, across from right? Fo- Fo- Fogo de Chao. I can never say it. Fogo de Chao. Or yeah, they say it different. But uh, Georgia National Championship 2021 says, Paul, why are you why were you nervous about Ohio State? They're soft. Georgia would physically dominate them on both sides of the scrimmage. Yeah, but they also had some really good wide receivers. That's why I was worried. And we saw, I mean, if you go, go back last year, South Carolina's uh, van had 200 yards receiving on Georgia facing, and Georgia was struggling against Alabama when they had their two good wide receivers in there. But then they lost their two wide receivers. All of a sudden, Georgia takes off. Top end wide receivers are a anathema to this Georgia defense. Okay. So uh, facing uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., you saw the place he had today. He's. Boku or however you say his name. Yeah, that's Julian Fleming. If they get in in Smith, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba back, I mean they're, they got some they got some boys. Uh, apparently Matthew Cotton said Anthony Bourdain liked the uh, steak at Waffle House, so R.I.P. to Anthony Bourdain. But if he likes it, then I'd like it too. John Goodrich says Eddie Carson Beck screwed you. Nah, Eddie needed fifty eight. We did the total. There he needed twenty two more points. He needed fifty eight. Yes, thousand percent sure. Thousand okay. percent. We did the math. We did. But the hey, math. he he did screw over everybody that was uh, took George in the points. Yes, um, yes. George could have if they had put punched that one in for a touchdown, they would have covered. Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think? Because where? Okay, where were they at when he fumbled that right midfield? Let's see. Was that? Hold on. It says fumble right here in the third quarter. That was, he fumbled it. No, he fumbled no, in the fourth, fourth quarter, dude. So yeah, why are they? It's not showing. Okay, here it is. Uh, eight minutes left. They had they fumbled it with five fifty one left. There it is, the fumble. Um, they're on the forty nine. They got down fourteen. You think they were going for a touchdown? That sounds there? like midfield to me. Yeah. You think they're going for a touchdown there? Yeah. They they were moving the ball at will, pretty much. So then it would have been forty two to seven. That would have pushed unless you unless you got like a. 34 and a half tickets somewhere. I think most tickets were 35. So you at least would have pushed. Yeah. That's, man, that's, that's tough. That's what I'm saying. They, it's also crazy how Vegas knows that, Roddy. I think they're from the future because had you told me at halftime that this game would have come down to a Carson Beck fumble for this game to be a push at 35, I'd be like, you're out of your mind. Dude, you imagine the odds you could have got if you were betting the second half? Well, I saw it, so I looked it up, right? Because I, 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 I am a gambling man, okay? So <laughs> incorrigible, diehard, yeah. freaking gambler. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did look this up, uh, and I almost took it. It, it the, the odds at the half were Georgia second half, Georgia minus sixteen and a half. So they obviously covered that, but um, yeah, I, you know, whatever. Here nor there. See, Arizona yeah, so made some money. 
Uh, first time I ever bet against Georgia. Spread was 36 and a half. There you go, Eric. It's always weird betting against your teams, right? Like, I don't bet against the Braves. That's I don't a great get a idea. No, uh-uh. No, 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 no. Georgia doesn't cover a lot. So, trend-wise, it's smart. Uh, Second-wise, let's say for some reason you lose the game. Well, at least you collect a bunch of money on the back end. Yeah, you but know? you're you're also like – you're also kind – because there's this point, right, where you're like, oh, I want my money more than I this this win. No, it's called it, buying the win. It's not fun, though. It's not that you, fun. You put 50 bucks, you know, you, you take the opposition and the points or whatever – and then if uh, uh, they win, well, hey, at least you made your money, you made made something, you know, and go to go get a couple of Waffle House steaks. So you're the, so you're the guy at the party where everybody's pissed off, but then you're a little smiling. You're smiling. No, a little no, bit. no, smiling. You're just like, hey, it takes a little sting out of at least. It's not all bad. And here's the thing: if you want to do parlays, I tell people to do this all the time. Every week, because it'll hit at one point. You bet Tennessee to cover. You bet Florida to cover. You bet Auburn to cover. You bet Georgia not to, because there's always one week where Georgia struggles and all all your opponents do really well. It happens once a year. It's it's guaranteed. So put your twenty bucks on a five team parlay, a tech, add them in there, and it'll happen. So I see where Jeff's coming from here. He says taking thirty six and a half isn't cheering against your team, just cheering for them to win by thirty (laughs) six. Which is fair, right? When it gets up yeah. that high, when it gets, I, I under, okay, 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 yeah. When it gets up that high, you're you're already winning the game comfortably. You would like it if they just ran the ball. I get it. I'm 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 with you on that. I'm with you. Eric's better better than I was. I just remember the bunch of them the times I'm not making the spread, but eight and four. That's two thirds. That's pretty good. Yeah. But Eric was also the one that didn't take him to this game. When I saw thirty five, I might sort of take this. Georgia just scored sixteen points in the cold. You know. Jeez, John. John says it's like cheating on your wife. It's okay as long as no one finds out. Dear God. John, so we need to have a, a, a discussion with John there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, if, if uh, about if no one finds out. But what if you're like liking, and I need to ask him this, if you're liking some hot girls Instagram pics? Are you do are you asking for yourself here? No, 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 not at all. <laughs> I may not need that defense. Uh John? John, where'd you go, John? John, come back, John. Uh, John while, we're John. Looking, while we're looking for John, let's get in our uh, last sponsor here. We got <laughs> we got the seven six. Uh and guys, I got this this cool ass shirt on. It says uh to hell with tech. And you're wondering where's that come from? That was on the back of Irk Russell's shirt back in the day. Uh, he wrote that on there himself, I'm pretty sure. And uh, there's co- these comments. I can't read oh, these comments. Yeah, pull up the I hate tech one. Yeah. Where is it? Yeah, right there. The I hate tech shirt coming in. Who is that there, Roddy? That is Dan McGill. Dan McGill, the man, the myth, the, the legend. The greatest Georgia Bulldog of all time. The man, the myth, the legend. There you also have. So I, I, I love I, the hat, love the glasses. I love this, the GATA, where the GATA is in the mat in the uh, mask there, the face mask. That should and be then, a Ravon Hicks uh, throw. Yeah, back. do you remember that? That was such a sick. Dude, I'm still pissed off they wouldn't let Quavon wear that uh, face mask. He's like the last of a dying breed, the fullbacks. They're like, oh, my God, you might somebody might break their finger off in there. Well, hell, if you put your fingers in his face mask, then you deserve to lose one. Exactly. Uh, guys, this belt here, it popped up again unbelievable belt if you're looking for a belt that, that, uh, that probably is. won't get to you by the uh, sc championship game but if you want one for the playoffs this is the belt to go with guys you want to look snazzy hey, it's christmas 
Come on. But guys, they have a uh, they've got a Cyber Monday sale going on right now that is actually better than what we can get you discount wise. More than the twenty percent. Yeah, it's more than the twenty percent. So it is Friday twenty two. Friday twenty two. Uh, we'll get you 25% off of the all items. So it'll get you 25% off of all items, including the hoodies, everything well, else. If it's 20%, that's what we do. No, we're 20. This is 25%. Oh, 25. Okay. 25. 25. So Friday 22, we'll get you 25% off. Uh, chance at 7 6. Sent that to me, made sure uh, so you guys could get that. Uh, so yeah, guys, get over there. They're fans of the team just like you are. It will take a little bit to uh, get this merch shipped out to you but it's well we have worth to make it you know it's, it's not like it's not like amazon where they just go and pull it out of a bin pull out a small and stuff like that a lot of stuff is uh, uh designed by uh <laughs> <laughs> i set my dvr for the biggest loser and it keeps recording georgia tech football games there you go <laughs> like i said guys they got some funny stuff over here they've got some really cool stuff as well they've got these nike polos we like the black so, Black yeah, get over there. They've got the, the half quarter zip. I love this Sikkim hoodie. Uh, I think I'm actually getting one of those for uh SEC championship. We'll have one, we'll have something like this, and then we'll have another shirt uh, if they win. So we'll be promoting those live once we get uh after that game on Saturday against LSU. If they win, like I said, I'm going to the game, guys. So <laughs> well, that's, that's, that, that's it, it's over. Yeah. So we'll uh, get in despite the fact that they're going to lose the SEC championship because uh, I'll be in the Yeah. Andy Adams says, any significant injuries to report today? We hear anything on Marvin Jones Jr., Roddy? I know we've been doing this podcast, but curious as to if we got any updates on Marvin Jones Jr. I think that's, he's the only one that I think went down today that uh, would have any significance. Uh, it looked pretty mild. You know, yeah. he was kind of limping and then – I, so. I don't know what it was. Was it his knee? I think he was holding his knee. Maybe he got a stinger on his knee. He's just limping, and then they're like, "Look, take a take a knee. Let them come in and uh, talk to you a little bit." So yeah, it looked like he could have still gone out there, uh, but we'll let you know, Andy. And as always, um, if you believe it or not, you get an injury report from uh, Kirby Smart on Mondays. So I'll let you know. Well, well, here's what he does on Saturday. He says, "I haven't talked to those guys because the, the game's just over." Right. 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 And, oh, and A.D. Mitchell could have gone back in there. Man, that's crazy. Could have gone in nine weeks ago, Kirby. But uh, then Saturday or Monday when we interview them, they always do the press conferences before practice, which is Monday afternoon. So, Kirby, what's the latest on him? I haven't seen him today. I'll see him today at practice. So you don't get to – he doesn't, can't really tell you a whole lot. Although you think between Even you know, you know. Monday morning he'd find something out. Of course. Then uh, we don't get to talk to him after practice Monday when he would tell us. And then we don't get to talk to him before practice Tuesday. We only get to talk to him late after practice on Tuesday. So a lot of times we only find out what's happened with a guy until Tuesday afternoon. Now, here's the thing. That's a good point of being a member of UGASports.com because if you're a member of UGA Sports, you find out a lot of this stuff. And we will uh, do everything in our power to get the latest. And we told folks that Arik uh, Gilbert was not going to dress out, which is very interesting but considering this is a non-conference game, you're not limited on the number of guys you can dress out. Harik Gilbert did not dress today. We also told them that A.D. Mitchell would dress out, but that he would not play, and that's exactly what happened. He dressed out. He did not play. They put him out there as a decoy. He played. He played. Your, your sources were wrong, Roddy. Your sources were wrong. How many snaps did he get? Roddy, your sources were wrong. No. Name, name the number of snaps. 
Roddy, your sources were wrong. That's what you're going to get. Oh, I think they can do it, but I was correct. He didn't play at all. <laughs> yeah, if it's, if it's if coming in already. Ball, well, there field, we go. Then I'm wrong. Then I'm there wrong. we go. Barry Watkins, A.D. Mitchell is on the field. Um, this guy says, Roddy, hunker down, Brown. I don't know if you know him in real life or not. but um, I'll just say that's what gonna, No, but I mean, yeah. Uh, so for some of these injury things, we don't really find out until technically Tuesday, and that's why you see me put out that uh, annoying-ass tweet. This confirms what we reported on Sunday or we reported on Monday. Well, like the Tate Rattler thing, we reported mid-game last week. Broke that from uh, Kentucky while we were up there. You know, nobody knew why Tate Rattler wasn't playing. We told him about the shoulder situation. It wasn't until afterwards that Kirby said, hey, he's got a shoulder sublub, sub, sub Sublex. Subluxation. Uh, bad shoulder. So <laughs> the thing is, uh, I, I, I'm using this as a commercial, and I know you guys are tired of me doing that, but they do have a Black Friday deal at UJSports.com. Mm. Point being, if you – and there be the same point being again. If, <laughs> if you want to be a member of UJ Sports, you watch our show and you hear us talk about what we report, go to UJSports.com, use – Promo code, what is it? I lost it here. It's just 22 bucks. Rivals22, R-I-V-A-L-S-2-2. Use promo code Rivals22 and you will get your first year. Now, this is only for new subscribers. This isn't for people who have been around a long time. This is for the new folks. That's Yahoo's rule. It's not my rule. If it was my rule, all our longtime subscribers would get the 22 bucks and all the new people would have to pay 100 But it's normally 100 bucks a year. You get it for $22. So you save 78% through Cyber Monday. Jump on that deal right now, and that's where you'll find out what the latest is on all these injuries. We break more injury news than anybody else, hell, more than everybody combined. We have always we have the, the latest, and we told you about two guys that we're not going to play today, and you wouldn't have known that if you were not a member of UJSports.com. So we will find out what happened with uh, Marvin Jones Jr., who I thought was having a pretty good game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, around the league before we get out of here. Oregon, 28-10 to 10 right now over Oregon State. They were down in the first quarter. So uh feel bad for Oregon, man. I really thought they could be a playoff team had they not lost. I think they'd be right in the thick of things right now. They would have been. Um, but uh, Dan Lanning's doing a great job out there. Really doing a great first job. First year, man. Yeah. Uh, TCU right now, 34 – damn, 34-7 to 7 at halftime. So it doesn't look like TCU is going anywhere, folks. Who they, State, they're playing Iowa State. Oh. Iowa State, yeah. Iowa State's ooh, four and seven. Remember when Matt Campbell, he's still there at Iowa State. Remember every year Matt Campbell was the name to move up, and somehow he's still at Iowa State, and wow, they're going to end up four and eight. It's funny how things like that work out. Uh, speaking of a new guy in the block who got a big raise, Michigan State's down at halftime right now, 14-3 to three against Penn State. Uh, Michigan State trying to become bowl eligible. They're five and six. Utah, 42 nothing at the half against Colorado. Colorado's one and ten, but apparently Colorado offered their job to Deion Sanders, so – uh, we'll see if that comes into uh, – it's just such a terrible fit. But I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you right now, the next place that hires Deion Sanders is going to turn their program around tremendously. But Colorado is not the not the place to do it. And then uh, let's see here. Alabama, six minutes to go in the third, 42-21 over Auburn, who, again, Auburn's trying to become bowl eligible. Kentucky, six – man, Kentucky, six and five. So they're beating uh, Louisville right now, 26-13 in the fourth with four minutes to go. So they're going to finish 7-5. and five. Did not expect Kentucky to go 7-5. Uh, Hold on. Anthony Spano, don't worry, Paul. I'm wrapped up in some shiz. You're still wrong about something. Anthony, I miss you today, man. Hopefully we'll see you next week. 
Hopefully we'll see you next week. Stop looking doorknobs, Anthony. You won't get yeah. covered. And then tonight, uh, tonight, big game, USC Notre Dame. I'm not big on Notre Dame, but they have looked a lot better as yeah. of late. They could not we, we talk about it, you know, it's only 10, 12 games, but these teams can play completely differently. And they have, and they have. Notre Dame was really not the same team that lost earlier in the season. Yeah. I mean, imagine, Notre them, Dame. imagine them taking on FSU again right now. Oh, yeah. No, no chance. FSU should have lost last night to Florida. Some of the questionable calls there. Uh, you got, again, you got LSU and Texas A&M. So if you want to get a jump start on your scouting report, 7 p.m. tonight, ESPN, uh, you got LSU you can watch if you're not watching the USC Notre Dame game. And then here's one for you, Roddy. 7.30 tonight. It's going to be on SEC Network. But uh, I think the Vanderbilt Commodores might go dancing tonight. They're 5-6. <laughs> and six. They're 5-6. going up against Tennessee, who's 9-2. and two. Yes, the, line's, the spread's 14. But this game's in Vandy. Vandy's hungry. They get this, they're going bowling. I'm, t- I'm uh, taking Tennessee in the points. Tennessee's going to bounce back from that humiliation. I'm just saying that's humiliation from they don't South have Hinden Hooker. They don't have Hendon Hooker. I like Joe Milton, but uh that's one to keep your eye on. You know, don't don't watch the game, right? But it's it's one to keep an eye on the score. Uh and then you round off with Kansas State, Kansas, Washington, Washington State tonight at 10:30 for you Nobody late out. I'm, I'll watch, watch. I'll watch it. It'll be in the background. I'll put on that T-shirt. Nobody cares of what the name was talking about. <laughs> BK yeah. was talking about the nobody cares shirt. Yeah, I'll put that one on. But yeah, that those that's what you got left uh, tonight. I stopped so. watching. I stopped watching Washington. <laughs> Washington uh, when uh, uh, Eason left. I'm like, okay, I'm done with them. They got a kid that uh, transferred from Indiana. That Michael Penix Jr. He's thrown for almost four thousand yards and twenty six touchdowns. And uh, you know what sucks? I'm in a college fantasy football league, right, Roddy? I got invited to it last year. Won it outright. This year, I'm in the championship game. My team's stacked. My team's so stacked. Uh, and right Who's now, your league for you. Um, it is a guy of an old uh, uh, an old basketball coach of mine in high school invited me to it. So. It's got old coaches that used to coach me. It's kind of weird. It's beating their ass every week. It's kind of it's a little strange. Yeah. But uh, right now I'm down 140 to 70. My team has put up over 120 points every week, except for this final week to where the money payout is. So for all you guys out there who are having fantasy football problems, I'm right there with you. So it sucks. John Goodrich says, take it easy, Paul. I never will. Never will. But I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Roddy, what you want to wrap this game up with here? 36-14. What do we have to look forward to? What's some key things to move on as we get into this final week of before the SEC championship game? Uh, I do want to congratulate this team. I mean, yeah. I predicted before the season started they would go 12-0. and um, I did not pre- – and, again, it's just based on the fact that a lot of the teams they were playing are terrible. I mean, they played some bad teams. But a lot of those teams got much better. Uh, South Carolina with back-to-back victories is, is pretty impressive. Uh, uh, Kentucky, I mean, Tennessee was the darling. They were ranked number one when the first rankings came out. Kentucky was up and down throughout the season. This team faced some adversity. They also lost some key players. Um, I didn't think it would be easy, but the fact that, you know, they're still ranked number one, this is the golden age of Georgia football. I know we can all talk back in you know, 1980 and the years of uh, Vince Dooley, and you know I want to give our best wishes to the Dooley family. You know they had the celebration of life uh, last night, 
So they won this one for Coach Dooley. I appreciate that, and I love it. Uh, it's very appropriate. But objectively, Kirby Smart's been here, what, seven years? He's played for a title. He's won a title, and he could be back to the playoffs again. That is, you have back-to-back. And, again, this isn't those, you know, Georgia's had some – Four and O seasons, you know, undefeated. You know, three and O seasons, eight and O seasons. This is a twelve and O season, back to back. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, just like uh, when they do seven on sevens, it's tough to hit twenty four out of twenty six passes. Uh, you know, just in practice against air. The fact that you're twelve and O, twelve and O is a phenomenal feat. These seniors, this is the most winningest class in the history of Georgia football, and that's with the COVID year thrown in there. Um, so point being, even if you were to lose next week or you're losing the playoffs, you have still achieved something remarkable. And I know we, we have the overreaction show and we kind of nitpick and we worry about what does this mean for next week? Or what does this mean for against Ohio state? Or what does this mean for Michigan? I want everybody after this show's over and you're watching these other games to sit back and think about how every other team in the history, in the entire country wishes that they were Georgia Bulldogs right now. They wish they had this team. They wish they had this defense, this offense, this recruiting prowess. Georgia flipped a big-time recruit in Anthony Evans away from Oklahoma. Uh, they're looking – wait, not – what was it? Yeah, yeah it was Oklahoma. Uh, they're looking to flip some other kids. Georgia's going to re- end recruiting well. And even if you don't win the ultimate prize this, you know, this year, where you are right now is just phenomenal. So – don't fret so much about LSU and who's going to be in the playoffs that you don't appreciate the fact that you just went 12 and 0 first time back to back in the history of George fans. I know a lot of you folks are 50, 60, you know, 30, 40 years old. You've never seen anything like this. That's because it's never happened, you know. And some of our folks on the dog event who are, you know, I think of like old Ken Fermetter who was in his 80s, you know, Ken's watching from heaven going, man, that, that's my team. So, Point being, don't uh, obsess about the uh, penalties or the turnovers and stuff like that. Enjoy the fact that this is the golden and it, and it's there's no signs of it stopping. So let's not uh, let's not say a 12 and 0 season is not good enough. You know, it's only the only thing that matters is how well you do in the SEC championship game in the playoffs. You can two things can be true at once. That can be the sign of a successful season, and going 12 and 0 can be fantastic. So there you go. Yeah, I like this right here. Uh, and, and I put it in my notes in my 3-2-1 column. This was the rebuilding year. You lost 15 guys to the NFL. You lost a ton of guys to the portal. You weren't supposed to be this good this year. So. What was the final score of this game? There, uh, crap, 30. Shit, you got me screwed up here now. Because I have two different numbers here. ESPN is reporting 37-14. Meanwhile, there's 37-14. Georgia Dogs has it as 36-14. Well, the press release from Georgia was 37-14 from Tim Hicks. Oh, hold on, bud. Hold on. I've got to, I just want to show this real quick. Because I said 36-14 at the beginning because of this. Wait a second. Wait a second. 3614. It's magic. It's voodoo. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, the uh, 
final stat sheet says 37-14. Either way, whatever. They won. Um, That just completely threw me off. I thought it was 37-14, but I get on here, it's 36-14. So Did they just stop? Uh, they didn't count the – I guess the, they just didn't count it, yeah. I said, screw it. Pod Leslie, last one, they're like, ah, 36 is good enough. 36, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, but in all seriousness, great win, 12-0, man. You, uh, Your at-home streak is as high as it's ever been. You're, I mean, you're, you're sitting on the top of the throne right now. So enjoy hey, it, guys. Huh? We got one more color though. Where? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I don't want. I want to go home, Grandpa. No, no. I'm gonna make it quick. I was just waiting for Bets to pay out at the golf course. So, but I had to get. I had to get on. And I had to. I had to get your guys' opinion on what you guys thought on the first half. Where were, were we? Was Georgia sleepwalking or? Did you just not execute the way they should have or what? A and B. Yeah, a little sleepwalking, a okay. little uh, trip to fan from the turkey, hung over okay. a little bit. You're right. a 35-point favorite to come in and win the game, and you show up and you kind of get hit in the mouth the first first drive, so you got to bounce back off of it. Well, that, that, that is something the Georgia needs to practice, though, is the fact that you're going to get everybody's best game. Right. Yeah, I don't think they're used to that yet. It's, 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 that's their the team that you're playing. That's their Super Bowl. That's their biggest game of the year. Oh, for Georgia right. Tech, absolutely. They I mean they would have been bowl eligible after this game, knocked off number one Georgia. Yeah, they're going to give you their best that they best that they've got. Now with Georgia coming off of the last two, well, I, I guess you could call it like really four big games between Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, and Kentucky, where they just. I don't know. I mean, you can be beat up and still beat a team up, but I don't know. It's like, man, they just look really lethargic today, you know, in the first half. And I don't know what they said in the second half. And special teams did their job and, and all that stuff. But, man, I'll tell you what, you go through Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State on the road, and Kentucky on the road, that's not an easy challenge. You know, those those guys were beat up, you know. And, and you could say, well, they're not good teams, but that doesn't mean that they're not physical teams. You know, and, to, and 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 the fact that uh, Georgia Tech said, "Hey, look, we're almost bowl eligible," and like you said, it's their Super Bowl, right, Roddy? And I don't yep. like doorknobs, by the way. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I caught it. Face, I, I caught that. I caught it. Yeah. You know. But what uh, are you doing? What are you What are you doing? You said you were getting paid out from golf bets. Yeah, we, I'm in the parking lot of the golf course right now. Oh, so you just you just yeah. make money on Saturdays slinging. Three irons around, four irons around. Yeah, man. It, it used to not be a hobby. It used to not be a hobby, but yeah, we we, we played well today. So nice, good. Yeah, yeah, smooth little. Uh, and I, I I was I was two shots better than the greatest number in the history of golf. But you know, I'll probably get fact checked on that too, and they can come <laughs> get it. So sixty-seven, no big deal. Wow, so, yeah, wow, yeah, played, played well. You played but, great yeah. on the first uh, nine. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, I quit after nine. Yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> but no, it, it was funny because I, I started watching the game at the house, and I said, "You know what? Fuck it. Sorry." I said, "Screw it. I'm gone. I'm I'm just gonna go play golf. You know, I'm just gonna let the guys play with it. I'm gonna wear my gear. I'm gonna do all that stuff." And then I checked. I kept checking, and I was like, "Holy cow!" In the in the second half, we just kept scoring and scoring and scoring. I would love to. 
And I saw 37 too, Roddy, by the way, because mm-hmm. uh, did Pod miss the last field goal when it was uh, when uh, Milton ran it in from 44? That shows on the stats he made it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why it says 36 here. Just to mess, just, we were, just to mess with it, me. It was 30, it was 30 to 7 when Mendel, uh, Milton ran it in. And I, I don't know. I don't know. So I yeah, he made it. it. So, he made it. Okay. That should be 37. So yep. but no, I'm not gonna keep you guys. I know Paul and Roddy, you guys have been doing a great job tonight. And uh, I jumped on late and I apologize. But next week, Paul, like I said, I got something for you. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. It's coming. So, great job tonight, guys. Again, as always, 12-0. That is Smash a beat. that like button, Eddie. That's right. Smash it. The Godfather, yeah, Eddie. The Godfather. Look, George has got a better home record uh, a, a home record streak better than Clemson right now. So There you go. Yep. So, you guys have a great evening. Enjoy the rest of your trip to fan. And uh, we will see you come SEC Championship Week, guys. Yes, God bless. Sir. See you, Anthony. What a good guy, man. I love Anthony. He's a good guy. Uh, even though he cussed and now we're demonetized, but it was a heck of a show up to this. It's a heck of a show. Dude, Coach Donna had the flu and he actually made it through the uh, uh, the game as well. He did a great job for that. So, well, flu game for Coach Donna? Flu game. Flu game? Dude, he was calling everything. It was, it was filthy. He's like, yeah, this is going to be a, a flag to Bowers and uh, to the field side. And it's a flag past Bowers. Flag wow. past Bowers. I'm like, okay. Just- at least, at least uh, Coach didn't show up to his mother's house thinking that they were having a nacho bar, which was what I was told. So we brought Mexican uh, shredded chicken only to be there for Thanksgiving dinner lunch today. So that Mexican shredded chicken did not go with the uh, Thanksgiving lunch. I did not get updated. Everything, man. Yep. I mean, I ate it. I ate it, but we. I did not get updated on that we were going to a tra- traditional Thanksgiving meal. I heard we were getting a nacho bar earlier in the week, so we made the Mexican shredded chicken show up, and it's you know cranberry sauce, turkey, all that. And wife was a little upset. Shredded chicken with some stuffing, man. You know. Some, but tonight like, we're gonna have shredded chicken uh, quesadilla, so it works out. So there you go. But, guys, we appreciate you staying with us for this long. Coming back next week, the SEC championship game. I'm sure there will be a ton to overreact to. George is playing a really mobile quarterback in Jaden Daniels, so we'll see how they can handle that adversity. But for Ryan Nabolsi, I'm Paul Meharry. Before you leave, though, hit that like button, guys. It helps us out a ton. Share it with your friends, and we will see you next week on the POS postgame overreaction show presented by UJSports.com. Thanks again.